ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Yes, it is. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Alex Gravatt alongside Ryan Wollersheim here in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 and Wisconsin On Demand. Tonight, we've got a good game. We've got an excellent game, I would say. Stoughton will be hosting the DeForest Norskis, and we're going to be joined in just a moment by uh, Dennis Semrau and and Hunter Vaughn at the the Collins Field at Anderson Complex. But I do want to say thank you so much to our wonderful sponsor, Zimbraconda. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head to visit zimbraconda.com to search inventory. Before we dive into all of the games around the area, I want to get the the perspective of our wonderful expert, the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, to, to talk a little bit about some of these games. So, Dennis, how you doing this wonderful afternoon? Hey, G. What's going on here? It's a beautiful night here in uh, Stoughton, uh, unveiling this new field. Uh, they had a ceremony last weekend uh, to kind of uh, ribbon cutting and get people out here and walking around on the turf and checking out the track. And It's just a gorgeous uh, setting here. For high school football on a Friday night? Well, yeah, and out in Stoughton, it is just so beautiful. Uh, so I, I don't want to dive too deep into what you've got going on there. We'll get to that in a moment. But looking around the area tonight, I think one game that stands out for obvious reasons is the new rivalry, the new crosstown rivalry of <laughs> Sun Prairie West at Sun Prairie East. Now, obviously, they share that field most of the time, but what are your thoughts on that first game? Sun Prairie West finds uh-huh. itself 3-1, and 1-1 one, one one in conference, and Sun Prairie East kind of surprising, but not super surprising, given their early slate. Uh, they're 1-1 one and one in conference and 2-2. Two and two. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, the Wolves won a feast on the Cardinals tonight. Uh, they started out with nice. three wins, and then last week uh, they lost to Milton on 31-14, to kind of reality check there. And the Cardinals want to fly over the Wolves and uh, show their dominance. Uh, they started out with a really tough schedule. You look at the week one, they destroyed uh, Monona Grove, who's, uh, who has uh, won a couple of games in there since then. They've been playing very well. Uh, until they ran up to Wanakee last week, and then they gave them all they could handle. But anyway, uh, you look at Sun Prairie East, uh, McWanagoe was a tough game, Wanakee. And then uh, last week, uh, 42 to nothing over Beaver Dam. Yeah. So uh, Sun Prairie is, uh, you, you got to say, when you say now it's not Sun Prairie anymore, it's East and West. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, first of all, Quarterback Jerry Kaminsky, son of uh, Brian Kaminsky, the head coach of Sun Prairie East, uh, wants some bragging rights. Uh, they got the state last year. They did not get that gold ball, and before he leaves, they want to have one. He threw three touchdown passes last week. We saw him throw five uh, in that game against uh, Monona Grove early in the year. And then now he's a returning All-State quarterback, and Cortez LeGrant, he ran for over 100 yards last week against Beaver Dam. Just an outstanding back, probably one of the fastest backs in the state. So those two alone are going to be a lot for Sun Prairie West to handle. But when you look at the difference in Sun Prairie East team this year, you basically split the team in half. You know, a lot of players had to go to both schools. 
and some of the better defensive players ended up on the Sun Prairie West team. One of them, Jay Dane, Jay L. Allen Dane, uh, the son of Ron Dane, the Heisman Trophy winner and former Badger. And uh, he's getting some looks at running back this year. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I look at this one as uh, Sun Prairie uh, East says, we are the big dog. We are not going to lose the first game. And uh, there's a little, uh, maybe a little chip on the shoulder there because Sun Prairie West started out 3-0, and, and, oh, and they were 1-2 uh, and two for their first three games. But I think it'll be a fun matchup. It'll be a good rivalry down the road. It'll be interesting to see uh, where if players gravitate toward one school or another down the road. You've seen that in Janesville. Their girls' basketball team at Parker was great, but the boys' basketball team at Craig was great. Uh, I just know I'd like to be a realtor in Sun Prairie right now yeah. because people look at this decide where I don't want to go. And you look at basketball season coming up, a lot of the top returning boys and girls players from Sun Prairie are with the Sun Prairie West program. So, And this will be one way, well, kind of a measuring stick, I think, for West. Uh, the first three games were against Madison East and Madison West, two of the lower teams in the Big 8. And then uh, Watertown. Uh, and on the other hand, Sun Prairie East had to play Wanakee, ranked number one in Division Two. McWanago ranked number one in Division One. So they had the tougher schedule of the two teams. They've clearly had the tougher schedule, and because of that, they put themselves in a in a precarious spot in the Badger Large. Obviously, I think that that's kind of a top-heavy uh, conference, but. What do you what do you think is going to happen as as the season plays out? It's far too early to think about postseason, but I've got my eye on the prize. Who do you think? Sun, how do you think Sun Prairie's path to to return to state might look this year, given their their early zero and two start and uh, and their one and one in conference spot? Well, we used to say when the Badger and then the Badger Large, what was the Badger North and South at one time, you had to go through Wanakee and DeForest to get the state from this uh, area. And now it's going to be Wanakee, DeForest, but Wanakee and Sun Prairie. Sun Prairie is going to have to play Wanakee one more time, I think, if they're going to advance. Those three teams right now, I know DeForest has started out one and three, but this is a program that's got an all-state quarterback we'll see tonight, Mason Keys, and uh, just some fine, out, you know, outstanding athletes. Um, right now it's Wanakee's uh, division to lose because uh, they took on uh, MG uh, from the south and beat them in the crossover game, and they beat Sun Prairie East. So I think they're the team that everybody's got to look out for. Sun Prairie East, if they want to win the title, or get a higher seed, they're going to have to win out the rest of the year, and now that's pretty much the goal. Yeah, and I, I do, I definitely think it's it's doable. I feel like this could be a trap game with a little bit of extra emotion in it. But um, as we look across the rest of the 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 conference, the areas, I should say, I'm really interested in a handful of games. But uh, the the Big Eight really draws my attention. Is there anything in the Big Eight that we should yeah. be looking for for tonight? Yeah. Well, we saw Middleton and Verona last week. Verona was not able to amount a lot of offense but took took advantage of a block punt for a touchdown got a couple of field goal kickers from a former soccer player who made mm-hmm. his first two career field goals and that was a 13 to 7 win now tonight we've got madison memorial who's unbeaten overall and in the conference against middleton and next week we have madison memorial at verona which we will be uh, covering here on uh, 100.5 so uh, we're going to get to see all three of those teams in the span of uh, three weeks and uh that's I think the Janesville schools might want to have a say in it, but right now I think uh, Madison Memorials look very good. When we saw their game against Waukesha West, they had uh, the big play capability. I believe they had at least three scores, two offensive, one defensive, over 60 yards. 
So uh, that, that game tonight, Middleton is playing with a little chip on their shoulder. They, they thought they should have beaten uh, Verona last week. And if you, worked, if you went to that game and then went to the Badger game, you probably thought you were a little case of deja vu because Middleton did what the Badgers did. They shot themselves in the foot with penalties. 105 yards in penalties for the, Cardinal, for the uh, Middleton Cardinals last week. And uh, they were pinned on their one-yard line, drove all the way down the field, was running, were running the ball down the throat of the Wildcats, and then, boom, t- a 10-yard holding penalty. So I right. think uh, penalty is going to be a key in that one. But keep an eye on Memorial. That's the team that, again, they were 15 months behind everybody. And the city shut down for a year. But uh, Coach Harris has got them playing very good. Absolutely. And that's the game that I've got my eye on as well. I missed the Middleton-Verona game last week. And, and to see Verona come away with the, the victory, I'm not shocked, but it was a bit of a surprise. Uh, but thank you so much, Dennis. We'll come to you in just a few moments. I do want to we'll, thank, we'll, uh, thank we'll, we'll you. Throw, we'll throw one, one more quick one oh, in there. Absolutely. In the, uh, in the Capital Conference, two unbeaten teams, Lodi, Madison Edgewood, and they're playing that one at Breeze Stevens tonight. Originally it was set for Verona, but they're playing at Breeze just what a, a thro- stone's throw from the studio yeah so i know i can look, go and look watch out your window from... you'll be able to see a lot of action over there i was gonna say i'll watch it by the elevators where we can see the, the stadium thanks so much for your time dennis we'll get All to right. you in just a Take moment care. uh Bye. yeah so a quick rundown of what we've got here for big eight football janesville craig versus at madison the fall that'll be a tough one uh madison east at madison west a classic in city rivalry madison memorial at middleton that one has all of the makings of at least on paper an upset as madison memorial strong start to the season 4-0 2-0 in conference and middleton obviously 1-3 and 1-1 in conference but they are still a dangerous team and then verona coming in hot after a win over Madison or Middleton, and they will be taking on Janesville Parker, which will be another good game. So we'll get to the guys at Stoughton Field or Stoughton in Collins Field at Anderson Complex in just a moment. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. <laughs> This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. And Dennis, the first story of this matchup between the 1-3 Stoughton Vikings and the 1-3 DeForest Norskis, it's a brand new field and an updated complex for this Stoughton Vikings squad tonight. Yeah, and these teams have only met four times in the last decade. Uh, last year at DeForest, uh, Norski's rolled to a 40-14 to win. So Stoughton wants a little bit of revenge, but they've been banged up with some injuries. Uh, they've lost uh, some players for the season. You look at uh, uh, out for the season, uh, at Beckett uh, Spildy was going to be a starter both ways in the offensive-defensive line. Uh, Michael Turner, who... Had an ACL injury that cost him his basketball season last year. Now it's cost him a football. He, he tore the other one oh. this summer. So uh, they've, they've been out with some guys. You look at also uh, from a, a standpoint of uh, Rousseau, uh, the fine sophomore left tackle. He's been out uh, since the uh, first series of the first game. He won't be back till maybe next week. So it's a, it's a young Stoughton team. Uh, they only had 10 returning seniors to begin with. And right now they're starting two sophomores in the offensive line. Um, they're also uh, Sawyer Shipper, 
another three-sport athlete, basketball, baseball, and football, broke his ankle in June. He missed the first two games, played a little bit in game three, and last week was his first start of the season. Uh, he's run for 101 yards just in a little over a game. So Sawyer, Sawyer will be one to keep an eye on. Ty Fernholtz is his first year as a starting quarterback, another outstanding basketball player, the third of the brothers that covered all yeah. three, and uh, Max, Luke, and now Ty. And Ty's a very good athlete. Uh, Cole Sabacher, another one. And the thing, you got to look at Stoughton. If this was wrestling tonight, I put my money on, on the Vikings because there are five Stoughton wrestlers now wrestling for the University of Wisconsin. Well, There's four football players on the, on the Badger team. And you look at what's, what's back. Uh, Cole Sarbacher uh, was the state qualifier last year. Uh, Griffin Empey, the left tackle, who is uh, Badgers are, are looking at possibly preferred walk-on, and they're talking about maybe him as a fullback. Think of this guy's an offensive and defensive lineman. That says something about his footwork. Two-time state runner-up at heavyweight in the largest division, the WIA in wrestling. So uh, this is a program where now, for years, wrestling's been strong, and now it's transferring over to the football team. And I think what Jason Becker's got here is a sleeping giant. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, Dennis, I don't think there's very many high schools in the state of Wisconsin that if this was a wrestling matchup would be able to really compete with Stoughton. But, you know, on the other side then, this DeForest Norski squad, it's been kind of a strange year for them. They had that tough 42-34 to loss to open up the season against Wanakee. Then they went all the way up to the Fox Valley to take on Kimberly on the road. They fell in that one 49 to nothing. Mason Keys, their quarterback, was hurt, didn't play in that game. He came back then last week, um, or the next week, 20 to 14. They uh, fell to Mount Hora Barneveld, but then a 35 to nothing win against Portage to get their first win on the year. They're sitting at 1 and 3 on the year and 1 and 1 with a whole bunch of other teams in this Badger Small Conference. But along with Mason Keys, who else should are we going to be calling a lot of and looking out for on this DeForest squad? Well, it's interesting, and part of the it's growing pains, DeForest had to replace all 11 starters on defense. And you saw that against Wanakee, they, they, they could score, but they just couldn't get that key stop mm-hmm. they needed. Then without their starting quarterback, they got destroyed by Kimberly, who's a top-five-ranked team in the state. Uh, but Brody Hardig, who's on the basketball team, on their team that went to state a couple of years ago, key reserve. He's the successor to Max Weisbrook, who had an outstanding career in basketball and also was an all-conference receiver here uh, for DeForest. Uh, right now, Hardig's got uh, 21 catches, 308 yards, four touchdowns. He's a big play guy. And then uh, Kale Drinka. Drinka was a first-team all-conference running back last year. Uh, he's rushed for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns so far. So those are, those are big players on offense. Uh, Alex Van Owen is another receiver. He's got a couple of touchdowns and a two-point conversion. And Tucker uh, Grundle. It's not a not a uh, DeForest team unless there's a Grundle on it. You know, it's one of yeah. those communities. They have the, the, the family name. But they're averaging 180 yards passing a game, 110 rushing, uh, 22 points a game. But they're giving up 27. And it's a question of a young offense for Stoughton against a young defense, a new defense for DeForest. So... Uh, that's it's going to be an interesting game, and and as we go through the uh, keys of the game, one of the common threads is going to be turnovers. Yeah, and the keys to the game they are brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management. They believe that community is everything, and they are constantly. 
the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. Dennis, we were just talking about the DeForest Norskis, so let's start with the visiting Norskis and their keys to victory this evening. Well, number one is uh, be the best version of us for four quarters. Uh, That's uh, according to Coach Aaron Mack. If you look at their stats, they have not scored a point in the fourth quarter, so finishing has been a problem right there. And they've given up uh, 28 to, uh, I'll score 28 to 14, so a little slow start. Great in the middle quarters, but they got to play solid for four. Uh, number two, the turnover battle is a key. Right now they've turned the ball over twice with only two takeaways. And uh, they need to score on special teams or set up a score. That Again, mm-hmm. we saw that last week with a block punt, what that did for Verona with a, their only touchdown of the game. DeForest would take one of those tonight. And not to rub any salt on the wound, but you know we expand up to the next level. We saw what happens when you miss field goals for the Badgers. Yep, It makes it really tough to win games if your special teams isn't playing as well as your offense and defense can. Now, for the home team, the Stoughton Vikings, their first home game of the year with the new field and the updated complex. What are the Stoughton Vikings' keys to victory? Well, their key, again, number one is win the turnover battle. Number two is keep Bud, uh, Bud, I don't want to say Bud is his dad, (laughs) Mason Keys in check. He can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. Uh, According to to, uh, Coach uh, Mack, I mean, rather, to... uh, to Coach Becker. Well, Coach Mack would say that, too. Coach Mack would say, yeah, but he said he thinks he's one of the best dual quarterbacks in the state. And you can see right now uh, what uh, Mason's got, uh, what he's uh, passed for almost 700 yards, and he's run for 60 and a touchdown. So, I mean, there's proof right there. And then balance on offense and defense. Last week uh, in Stoughton's game, they had 165 yards uh, passing, 164 yards rushing. Doesn't get much more. You know, better than that. But again, Stoughton has had problems starting, unlike uh, the force with yeah. the finish. They've been outscored 41 to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, and we saw that trouble starting for them last week. They ended up getting an overtime victory against. Uh, Fort Atkinson's 28 to 21, but that was a game where they were down 14 to nothing. And then with 33 seconds left in the first half, Sawyer Shippert ended up getting a 13-yard touchdown pass from Ty Fernholz for them to get the score. And when you talk to uh, Stoughton's head coach Jason Becker, he said something kind of very specific about that first ha- what it was like going into the locker room out of that first half after they got that first score for them on the day. Yeah, it's uh, you can never. Again, teams get you look at momentum. Teams get down, and uh, I think your Becker's quote on the win at Fort Atkinson was: "We talk about winning with attitude, effort, and energy. Instead of putting their heads down, we put a scoring drive right together and got it. Then that gave us some positive momentum. And at halftime, it's like we can win this game, guys. We're only down by a score. They end up winning in overtime on a, on a touchdown pass, which uh, was what was that from Fernholz to? Yep. Mason Margie, a guy we got to keep an eye on here, who's on both sides of the ball, and 
again, with some injuries, both teams are going to have some guys playing on both sides of the ball. It uh, looks like uh, Stoughton a little bit more than DeForest, though. Yeah, and that game against Fort Atkinson last week, Ty Fernholtz threw for three touchdown passes in that game. That was 75% of his touchdowns on the year through the air as he ended up now with four touchdowns on the season. We've got a couple of minutes yet before the national anthem gets underway. And again, Dennis, keep bringing it up because it's such an exciting night for this Stoughton community as the new Collins Field at the Anderson Complex. Dennis, we were here last year. We'll start with the press box where we are. It was just a almost a, almost a large deer stand. And now this year they've got full shingles on the roof there's four separate rooms for they've got one for each of the coaching staffs then there's two broadcast rooms and then a big open area for the scorekeepers vastly improved from what they used to have you know talking to uh, <laughs> athletic director andy alexander before the, during the week and she absolutely loves the new facilities and then down on the field they've got the artificial turf with the pellets this field, it's so fresh, Dennis, when I was here to do a little bit of a site visit where you see all the white lines and the white Viking and Stoughton in the end zones. Those actually looked a little bit gray because the pellets hadn't fully settled down into the turf. That's how brand new this field is here in Stoughton. It's phenomenal. Now the only thing they're going to need to do is... Uh Find out to get that uh, state-of-the-art scoreboard like Wanakee's got. Yeah, like Wanakee, uh, Sun Prairie, Prairie. Everybody's getting them. Yeah, that'll be, you know, in the uh, arm, as they say, the arms race for uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, Well, and here come the Norskis with their flag. Hey, no uh, no banner tonight for uh, people to drag along instead of break through. Well, Stoughton does have a banner this week. Okay, that'll be, you know, we've seen that we had a couple weeks back-to-back at Sun Prairie where they didn't, Break through the banner. They yeah, you have to get a good pre-rip. I did a little bit of research about that because we talked about it last week in that Middleton-Verona game, and it turns out you have to get just the right sort of pre-rip in the paper in order for it to, to break, break easily. Ah, okay, yeah. that's the secret. Yes. Very good. Nice scouting report there. Yeah, I, every now and again I actually do some good research, Dennis. <laughs> I'm not as good as you are with all of your papers of research, but I'm starting to get there. I'm learning from you. They don't call you the dean of area <laughs> high school sports for nothing. Well, here we are on a Friday night. There's no bit better place. And here are week five. You know, every week could get, you know, mm-hmm. we keep worried about rain or you worry about the cold weather coming. So in Wisconsin, this is the and uh, I'll be going to northern Wisconsin tomorrow up in the Fond du Lac area for a high school reunion, and I can't wait to see the lines changing. So, Yeah, that's right. They are starting to change a little bit down here, but I'm sure even more of you into the Fox Valley. We're going to take a short break as we are waiting for the National Anthem and the Stoughton Vikings to take the field here at Collins Field at the Anderson Complex as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Win or lose, we're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. And the buzzer knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse playoff is good with five seconds left. Put six 
on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in the school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown. Led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. And the buzzer. A fun it's good. Oh, my goodness. Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. All anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Again, I'm Hunter Vaughn. Here alongside me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. I'm going to tell you about our friends at GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule with them this fall. Position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps, power development. Reach your potential at the 52,000 square foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. And we are moments away from the opening kickoff between the 1-3 Stoughton Vikings and the 1-3 DeForest Norskis. And this Stoughton team tonight, Dennis, you know, I have to bring it up now. I absolutely love it. Tonight, they're wearing all purple jerseys, no extra stripes on them, just white numbers on purple jerseys and solid purple pants. But then their helmets, white helmet, white face mask, the silver Viking horns on the side. Might be the best helmets that I've seen in the area. And I love the numbers. we got white on purple, and we've got nice dark and numbers easy on see. white. So, yeah, and DeForest did win the toss, deferred to the second half, so they're kicking off and uh, defending the... What, what what direction is that? Are we east to west? Are we north to south? Oh, I am all turned left. around. To I believe <laughs> it's going to be going. F- they're kicking from west to east. Okay, left to right. As it'll be Ugaldi oh, okay. kicking off for DeForest end over end kick taken in by Stoughton at the five. Cuts over to the right side. Gets across the fifteen. Brought down around the twenty. As on the return, that was number four, Mason Margie for the Stoughton Vikings. And coming out onto the field is the offense for Stoughton, led by number three, Ty Fernholtz, the 6'2 junior quarterback, thrown for 489 yards on the season, four touchdowns and four interceptions, but he has run for nearly 200 yards and a touchdown. Fernholtz on first and 10 from the 20. He's in the pistol. He's going to hand it off to Sawyer Shipper, and he's met in the backfield, brought down for a loss of four on the play, back down to the 16. So some great movement up front early for the DeForest defense. It was number 92, Jalen McKinney, there on the stop for a loss of four. 
Now on second and 15, Fernholtz again. He's going to be in the pistol. He'll have three receivers split out wide to his right. Single receiver up to the top of the formation. Shipper, the lone running back behind him. Waist high snap, sprint out to the near side. Quick fire to Margie. Margie tries to break a tackle and is brought down at the 20. Pickup of five. Bring up a third down and 10 now for the Stoughton Vikings. Basically just got back what they lost in the first one. And this Stoughton team now, they break the huddle. They'll have trips bunched up to the top of the formation on the left side as they work from left to right on your radio dial. Single receiver to the near side for Fernholtz. He'll get the snap. Tries to look downfield, then has to take off and run. Still looking to throw. Now finally gets across the line of scrimmage and then is brought down. Maybe picked up two yards, did tie Fernholz. And we got a flag on the play. It looks like a possible hold there. It was just as he started to make his break out to the left side, up the sidelines. It comes out the yellow flag. And it's always so tough for an offensive lineman. you just trying to make a play there and maintain your block, give your quarterback some time. But as soon as he starts to run and that lineman wants to go and move with him, you got to just almost let go if you're an li- offensive lineman. And it was a hold. And that it'll, but they're going to decline it. Yep, decline it. Take the fourth down. That'll be a fourth down and eight, and out comes the punting unit for Stoughton. Quinn Bonte averaging 34.7 yards per punt. He has gotten four of them inside the 20 on the year. He's going to be punting, though, from his own 10-yard line, so I'm going to take that. Probably isn't going to get that favorable of a bounce to get one inside the 20. It's an end-over-end kick, bouncing at the 50, picked up by Hardig. Hardig goes over to his right side, across the 50, 45, and then chased out of bounds close to the 40. I think they're going to give him the 41. So some early good field position for this DeForest Norski squad. And you mentioned it in your Canopy Wealth Management keys to the game. Either score or set up a score with some special teams. The Forest has a chance to do that now with a first and 10 at the Stoughton 40. Yeah, he picked up uh, 17 yards on the return, Hardig averaging almost 15 yards. So good field position after a 45-yard uh, punt. First and 10 handoff to Hardig on an end around, trying to get upfield. He's able to get back to the line of scrimmage. There is a group, a whole horde of defensive linemen there for Stoughton. Second down and 10 now for the DeForest Norskis. DeForest in all white uniforms with purple numbers and then yellow helmets. Mason Keys in the pistol. As he straddles the 45 of Stoughton, two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. He'll drop back to pass, fires deep down the field, and that is too far over the head of Max Mitchell, the intended receiver, incomplete on second down. Now third down and 10 with 9.17 left to go in this first quarter. That was designed, uh, if he didn't catch it, nobody would. Uh, Defender was with him step by step. And if you could have laid it just a little bit... A little bit lighter touch on that might have had a touchdown. Yeah, and that's 
exactly what you want from a senior quarterback, though, for Mason Keys. Only put the ball where your guy can get it. Otherwise, you're okay with the incompletion. Third down and ten. Four receiver set, two to each side. Keys drops back to pass. He's got pressure coming. Fires off to the far side for Drinka. Drinka can't get past the line of scrimmage, though. That's Cole Sarbacher with a nice shoestring tackle. Great, great uh, fundamental move there. And if Sauerbacher didn't get that tackle, probably would have been pretty close to a first down for Kale Drinka. Now on fourth down, DeForest looking like they may try and punt. Actually, they're going to go a wildcat for Hardig and fake this. Hardig turns up field, gets across the 35, and down close to the first down marker. Of course, DeForest is signaling that they got the first down. It looks like this is going to be about a half yard short, though. Still no call from the officials. And they will say it is Stoughton ball. Yeah, it was Hardig on, the, on it. He just made it. Just Brody enough. Hardig. Half yard short of the first down. So, of course, I had to mention one of the keys to the game. Maybe DeForest trying to set up with special teams, set up an early score, and then ended up turning it over on downs. So it's first and 10 at the 30 for the Stoughton Vikings. Oh. Fernholz in the pistol. Two receivers to his left, one receiver to the right. Shipper, the lone running back. Shipper gets the handoff, angles over to the left side, cuts up field, and is brought down close to the 35. And they'll mark him down at the 34. Yeah, Hardig's run there. It looked like where he hit the turf was on about the 28-yard line, but they brought it back just... Must have missed by about a foot there on that one. So, yeah, neither neither team able to really get much going here early. A lot of just zero yards on on, on plays. Shipper's run was the best gain so far for Stoughton, and now on second down, play action, quick bubble screen to the far side, and shoved out of bounds. Be about a pickup of four. That was Margie on the completion. It's now third down and three. Stoughton looking to get the first first down of the game. So we're down to 7.30 first quarter. Fernholz again in the pistol. Trips bunch to the near side. Single receiver to the top of the formation. Knee high snap. Quick fire on the slant. Wanted Margie. That's too far over the head. Incomplete. He's there on the coverage. It's uh, Carter Morris in there. Number 15. Morrison, the outside linebacker. They're on the coverage. It's now fourth down and three. Uh, second, looks like second, yeah. Third and out in a row here. Bonte will be back to punt, standing now at his own 25. Bonte. Oh. Off the side of his foot, gets it across midfield at least, but out of bounds at the 48 of DeForest. So DeForest has gotten now 
It might have been first. actually better because the first time he gave up a 17-yard return yeah. to Hardig. So it might have worked out their advantage. First time they started out uh, with their backs to the wall. Their own. It was on the uh, Stoughton 40. Now it's on the uh, DeForest 48. And Bonte tried almost that rugby-style kick, but it went off the side of his foot. First and 10 at the 48 for DeForest. Receiver to each side of the formation as Keyes is in the pistol. Keyes is going to keep it. Turns over to the right across midfield. Stiff arm at the 45. Being pulled down across the first down marker and brought down at the 40. Mason Keyes, a great 12-yard run on first down. Gets DeForest their first first down of the game. Chance Suttoth with the tackle there. And that was a very smart play by Keyes. Looked like he bobbled the, the handoff a little bit and he just pulled it back and kept it. Versus trying to force it into the running back's hands. Keys two-step drop, fires quickly to Hardig. Hardig inside the 35. Brought down at the 33. So quick pass on first down. Ends up picking up six for the Norskis. Now Alex Van Owen heads to the bench. As Max Mitchell come in at wide receiver, he's going to be the single receiver to the right of the formation at the top. Hardig, the near side. Drink of the running back standing at his 40. He gets the handoff up the middle. Cuts away from a couple of defenders. Gets inside the 30 and brought down at the 27. So another first down into DeForest's offense. Starting to find a little bit of rhythm here early as we're down to 6.30 left to go in the first quarter. And we're still scoreless. That was Joe Woleen there on the tackle. Forrest sticking with this two-receiver set with one to each side. Another handoff to Drinka. Drinka cuts away from one defender, then met by a horde of Vikings at the 22, keeps the pile moving, brought down at the 20. Well, a pickup of nine on first down brings up a second down and one for DeForest. Might be a spot here, Dennis, where we see some play action from the Norskis. Yeah, moving uh, nice combination there with Keys and uh, with uh, Drinka. Two all-conference players back showing their medal. Keys gets the chin-high snap on second down, fires to the far side to Van Owen. Van Owen spun down inside the 15. They'll mark him down at the 13. Again, DeForest just not, they had the one shot attempt that they went up over, tried to go up over the top, ended up going incomplete on their first drive. Now they're saying, okay, Stoughton, if you want to sit back on defense, we'll just fire stuff underneath. We have a quick stoppage as Alex Van Owen, he was the one that got that reception on the previous play, had his shoulder pad pulled out from underneath his jersey, so the official just went to fix it. Keys in the pistol, two receivers to the near side, fires quickly to Hardig on a slant. Hardig inside the 10, brought down at the 6. First down marker for DeForest is at the Stoughton four-yard line. The second drive of the game for DeForest started at their own 48-yard line, and they're now down to the six. So we've got five minutes left to go in the first quarter. Second down and three. Keys again in the pistol. Receiver to each side of the formation. Drinka to his right. Drinka gets the handoff over to the left. Cuts back inside. Dives for the end zone. And he's in. Touchdown Norskis. 449. 
left to go in the first quarter, and we get our first score of the game. Nice six-yard run for Kale Drinka. You saw how he stretched out, uh, both hands on the football, just leaned over the line and was able to, as they say, fall forward sometimes. You get a couple extra yards mm-hmm. and he fell forward on that one. Kale Drinka gets the scoring started with 4.49 left to go. The extra point attempt is blocked. Ugaldi had his extra point attempt blocked. So we'll stay at a 6-0 game as this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search inventory. Seven plays, 52 yards on the drive, 223. Capped by Drinka's uh, touchdown run. And that is his fourth touchdown rush of the season. Still looking for his first in the air, but uh, we'll take that one. Well, uh, did not like the uh, blocked extra point, though. No, that's going to be tough, and that could come back to bite this DeForest team. It's, you know, kind of a double-edged sword. We talked about keys to the game for DeForest. They needed special teams to try and kind of help them out, get some good field position, get going on offense, and special teams did that to, as they started with the ball at their own 48-yard line on that drive, but special teams also then came back to kind of bite them a little bit as then they had the blocked extra point to make this a 6 to nothing game. Ugaldi will be kicking from right to left on your radio dials. A line drive kick bounces at the 10 and rolls. It's going to be close to out, and it will go out of bounds at the half yard. Margie was on the near side, and he was brilliant about the way he played that. Saw that it was getting close to the sideline and just said, I'm going to just almost box out like I'm playing basketball, make sure nobody gets to it, and see if this can bounds give us some good field position to start our third drive of the game for Stoughton so see they started on the 20 and the 30 and now the 35 we'll see if this helps a little bit (laughs) the announcers just take off of the divorce first and 10 Norskis so a little bit of shots fired here in Stoughton we're in the first quarter shipper Gets the handoff on first down, spins away from a tackle at the line of scrimmage. Gets down close to the 40. It looks like they'll say he just got across the 40-yard line. He's across by the nose of the football. Pickup of five on first down. Second down and five now for the Stoughton Vikings. Fernholz comes out of the huddle in the pistol. Two receivers to the near side. He's got Brown split out wide. With Margie in the slot. Handoff to Shipper. He takes it over to the left side. Stiff arm at the line of scrimmage. And then is hit hard out of bounds. Picks up two on second down to make this now a third down and three. Stoughton had a third down and three on their last drive, and they weren't able to convert it. Yeah, Bryce Harmon, some pretty good pursuit. That defensive tackle that kind of stretched that one out. So holding the two yards on the play. 3.45 remaining in the first quarter. 6-0 our score. DeForest on top of Stoughton early. Fernholz gets the chin-high snap. 
Hands off for Shipper. Shipper cuts it up. Maybe gets across the line of scrimmage. Did not fool uh, who's back in there. Number nine, Harmon, their defensive tackle, junior. Also their putter, but uh, he sniffed that one out right away. He was in the backfield as soon as uh, Shipper got the handoff. Yeah, it looked like they wanted to try and run a counter that time. Stoughton did, but Harmon stayed home, able to just make the wrap-up at the line of scrimmage. So Bonte on to punt again. This time he'll be standing at his 31. Hardig back to return. This is a much better t- attempt this time. As it bounces kick. at the 15 and then goes out of bounds. It looks like the official's still walking, and they'll say out at the 15. So it made a sideways hop. So that's his fifth punt for Bonte inside the 20 now on the season. 42 yards on the punt there. So helping bump up that average after he had the tough punt the last time out. Came into tonight averaging 34 yards a kick. Uh, defense needs to stop here. Uh, offense, three, three and outs. But, uh, oh, and we have it's like a clipping penalty on the so return. That will back up to Forrest even more. That's be half the distance. distance. Yeah, so it'll be uh, first and ten on the eight. It looks like they set the ball just past the seven. Yeah, so they'll mark it uh, next one up. They'll mark it on the eight. And it looks like officially they're putting it at the seven. Well, for, for statistical purposes, you have to do the eight. Otherwise, you'll come up short. That's one of those things we do on Saturdays for ah. Badgers. So you learn if, it, if it passes the stripe, then it goes to the next yard. Okay. Keys on first down. Hands off to Drinka. Drinka angles to the near side, across the 15, and then finally brought down just past the 20 to the 21. This is becoming the Shipper and uh, Drinka show here. Both teams just liking to run it. We were talking about that last week with Verona and Middleton. A uh, little bit of Big Ten power football, and that's what we're seeing here. Well, you know, we talked about some Big Ten wrestling, some Big Ten linemen. You know, talked about some linemen we for love Big Stoughton. Ten, don't we? Yeah, we just love these Big Ten type of games, you and I. Keys on first down. Bubble screen to Hardig on the far side. He's across the 30, still running 35, and finally brought down near the 40. Brody Hardig getting going early for DeForest. And that could cause a lot of headaches for this secondary of Stoughton if they start letting Brody Hardig get into a rhythm. Yeah, Sarbacher once again on that tackle. This drive started at their own eight-yard line. As for statistical purposes, can't end up a yard short. And now... The DeForest Norskis up to their own 40. Keys is going to fire deep on first down for Hardig. Hardig has it at the 30 and brought down at the 26. Just as I said it, Dennis, Brody Hardig. He's starting to feel it now tonight. It's a huge gain on first down. Has the DeForest Norskis all the way down to the Stoughton 26-yard line. Quickly back up to the line for DeForest. Three receivers out to the right. 
Keys gets the chest high snap, fires across the middle. He's got a completion to Van Owen. Van Owen inside the 10 and brought down by a pair of Stoughton defenders at the 7. Again, we've gone from the 8 all the way down now to the 7-yard line. The Forest just feeling it on offense. A huge run by Kale Drinka, then a massive pass to Brady, to Brody Hardig, excuse me. We've got a first and goal for Stoughton, or excuse me, for DeForest. Drinka gets the handoff yeah, to the left it. side, Powered breaking up. tackles, lowers his shoulder into the end zone for the touchdown. Kale Drinka with the first two scores of the game for DeForest, and they're on top now, 12 to nothing. Give the tight end Tucker Grundle, number 25, 6'4", 220-pound junior, made a nice key block, sealed the linebacker, and uh, Drinka just cut up and uh, into the end zone for his second score of the game. Drinka started off with a six-yard touchdown run. Now one-ups himself with a seven-yard touchdown run to make it a 12-0 lead for DeForest. And this time the extra point is up and good for the Norskis. 13 to nothing. DeForest on top of Stoughton. We're going to take a quick break. Again, it is 13 to nothing with 127 left to go. DeForest on top of Stoughton. We'll take a quick 30-second break because you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Shop Zimbrick Honda. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it for yourself at two convenient Madison service locations. On Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive, oil changes, brakes, alignments, and warranties. Honda's certified technicians handle it all. And if you need new tires, buy three and get the fourth for just a dollar when they mount and balance them for you. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbrick Honda. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I got the magic in me. 84 seconds to go, 93 yards, I was informed by the Dean Dennis Sumrau. For DeForest to score that touchdown and take a 13-0 lead with 127 remaining in the first quarter here at Stoughton. And Stoughton not able to get the offense going, three straight three and outs, and uh, was pretty much through the run game on the first touchdown for DeForest this time. Uh, we got to see Keys in action with uh, three straight completions for a huge yardage, and then, of course, uh, Drinka with the uh, ceiling touchdown. Ugaldi again kicking the ball out of bounds, another line drive kick for Ugaldi. So DeForest, the special teams, it's just starting to become a theme here early on in this game. No, I mean, if you look at uh, the threats for the returns, uh, Iverson averaging about 12 yards their kickoff return and 18 yards for Margie. So it's not like they're trying to kick away from somebody. Just put it down the middle of the field. <laughs> That's it. You don't, well, you don't want them starting out at the 35 every time. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. And these line drive kicks have started at least in the middle and then take weird bounces to end up <laughs> out of bounds. First down, completion on the far side to Mason Margie. So Stoughton on the offense on the sideline saw how DeForest just moved the ball down the field through the air. They're like, you know what? Let's try that ourselves on first down as they pick up 11. Make it first and ten. Stoughton now 
first first down of the game for the Vikings here just uh, over a minute to go and now on first oh. down shipper met in the backfield tried to break some tackles but he couldn't as he was met by Caleb Ben Dixon the 5'8 senior linebacker makes a huge play in the backfield JVN Coons also uh, Two and ten pound senior number ninety nine uh, in on the pile there, uh, great uh, defensive effort and all of a sudden you go from first to ten to second and fifteen. That's a tough way to start out after you finally get your first first down for Stoughton. Second down and fifteen. Fernholtz in the pistol trips to the left, single receiver to the right, looks over to the right side, has a quick completion to Brown. Brown breaks a tackle, gets across midfield and brought down at the forty four of DeForest. This will be close to a first down. It looks like they're going to give it to him. And now they start to move the chain. So it will be a first down as we've got 30 seconds left here in the first quarter. Stoughton trailing DeForest 13 to nothing. Well, they needed uh, 15. They got 15 on that one. Fernholtz, waist-high snap, looks to the near side again for Brown. Brown on the slant, has the catch, and is brought down just past the 40, inside the 40. And they'll give him forward progress down to the 38. And that should be the last play of the first quarter. Pickup of seven on first down, that was, to LaShawn Brown. So 13 to nothing our score after one quarter of play. We'll take a quick break here in between quarters. You're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Second down and four after the six-yard completion to LaShawn Brown. As we start the second quarter of action, Stoughton now going from right to left on your radio dials. Fernholtz fires on second down, wants a receiver down the far sideline, wanted to hit LaShawn Brown. That was just a little too far towards the sideline, and it'll be incomplete, bringing up a third down and four. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, found his uh, favorite receiver there. Yeah, LaShawn Brown, they were hitting a couple of slant routes there early. They leave him isolated on one side of the field, and he was able to get underneath this defense for DeForest. Get a couple of completions, start pulling up those safeties, and all of a sudden tried to go over the top. Yeah, he came in with just one catch for 17 yards, and he's already doubled it on his drive. Third down and four. Fernholz, knee-high snap, has to... Get out of the pocket. There is a flag thrown. Lobs a pass up ahead for Margie. Margie inside the 25, brought down at the 24. That is enough for a first down, but there is a couple of flags thrown in the backfield. This looks like this is going to be holding, and it will back up the Stoughton Vikings. Back it up. Well, we've got a little bit of a stoppage here. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime, anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. Third 
Third down and 20 now for the Stoughton Vikings. Fernholz tries to hit a wheel route to Shipper on the far side on third down. That's just behind him, incomplete. Bringing up a fourth down and 20 and the punting unit for the Stoughton Vikings. It's 11.44 remaining in the first half. 13 to nothing our score. DeForest on top. They've scored on their last two drives, have the Norskis. Well, they didn't go three and out this time, but we saw that last week with Middleton. The holding penalty stalls the drive. The punt now high, knuckling punt, bounces inside the 25, rolls down to the 20. That time a great punt from Quinn Bonnet. Or excuse me, Bonte. You're going to mark it at the 20, it looks like? Yep, right at the 20. Well, 36 on the punt. So holding true to his average on the year. And DeForest, uh, not as good as their first two uh, starts, but better than the first and 10 on the eighth they had the last time. 11.34 left to go in the first half. The Norskis lead 13 to nothing. Keys in the pistol. Two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. Handoff for Drinka. Drinka going straight ahead. Gets close to the 25. They'll mark him down at 24. So pickup of four on first down. Brings up a second down and six. And Mario Robinson there on the tackle. Keys again in the pistol, that same formation with two receivers, another handoff to Drinka. Drinka met at the line of scrimmage, able to fight off the tackles though, and picks up a couple of yards, but we have some more flags on the field. This is starting to feel like a game that happened on Saturday at Camp Randall with all the flags. Laundry day. Yep, laundry day for the officials. (laughs) We wait for the call here. The officials are having a conference at the 25, having to pick up all the flags. And that is a holding against DeForest. That'll back them up after that second down and six run. Gets wiped up by Drinka. And that backs them all the way up to their own 15 now. And again, it's second and 15. Yeah, I gave him a yard on the carry. Marked it from the point of infraction. So... Keys, bubble screen to the far side to Hardig. Hardig makes a man miss at the line and stumbles ahead. Brought down at the 19. That'll be a pickup of four. Bring up a third down and 11. And third and 11, while you don't have a whole lot of plays, I'm sure does head coach Aaron Mack for the DeForest Norskis. This isn't something that they should be too scared of trying to pick up. We saw uh, some huge plays on their last drive. Here's where your playmaker, Keys, comes into, into effect. See what he can come up with. Keys all alone in the backfield. Fires quickly to the far side for Van Owen. Van Owen has some running room across the 40, 45, and finally brought down inside the 50. A little wide receiver screen to the left. 
wide open. You got nice little caravan of blockers down the sideline. So it'll be a first and 10 at the 49 of Stoughton. So DeForest gets across midfield, and we will have a timeout on the field. That will be the first Electrolyte timeout of the game. As Electrolyte is the best electrolyte beverage for premium hydration, whether you're working outdoors, exercising, feeling under the weather, or just need a pick-me-up. Electrolyte is the drink for you. Made with glucose as a natural sweetener, Electrolyte uses glucose in order to provide immediate recovery and is packed with more electrolytes than leading hydration drinks. Electrolyte is scientifically formulated to allow immediate absorption of essential minerals. Electrolyte, total hydration for every occasion. 32 yards on that last pickup on that uh, wide receiver screen there to uh, Van Owen. And not sure who they charged the timeout to. It was, again, it was it is, Stoughton it taking Stoughton's the timeout. timeout. Okay. Yeah, DeForest quickly got up to the line there, wanted to try and get moving after that huge play to Van Owen. Now we come out of the Electrolyte timeout of first and 10 at the 49. As DeForest got across midfield, they worked from left to right. Four receiver set, two to each side, handoff up the middle for Drinka. Drinka cuts to his left. Inside the 45, brought down at the 42 of Stoughton. Pickup of seven on first down, brings up a second down and three for the Norskis. Yeah, last year uh, for uh, Keys, 33 touchdowns, one interception through three on the first half, I believe, against Iwana Key. Came into this game with nine touchdown passes and seven interceptions, but he's looking very much like the quarterback we saw a year ago. Keys fires over the middle, and that'll be incomplete. That pass was intended for number 89, Nick Hermanson, the sophomore wide receiver, and it was... Like he might have gotten a hand on it, but that was yeah. a bullet. That was a tough one to catch. That was a bullet. He was only able to get one hand on it, and had he made a, that catch, probably would have taken a pretty big hit from both the linebacker and the safety. They were coming down hard on that pass attempt. Third down and four, 9.25 remaining in the first half. DeForest leads 13 to nothing. The Norskis go back to that two-receiver set, one to each side, fires quickly to the near side for Hardig. Hardig inside the 40 and brought down at the 35. That'll be enough for a first down DeForest. Good job by Hardig. He was trying to get the extra yards, but he had both hands on the ball. Sometimes you'll see a receiver try to do with one hand. There's your fumbles coming to play, but uh, he's gotten a lot stronger, and this is where uh, we're going to see a big improvement on the basketball court. Pretty physical player last year for him. Uh, again, the similarities with him and Max Weisbrot, how they've developed through mm-hmm. the careers. And you see uh, sure hands there, a wide receiver. Keys gets the snap, hands it off for Drinka. Drinka goes up the middle, shedding off tacklers inside the 30, and finally brought down at the 27. And Kale Drinka, 6'1", 190-pound senior. You know, we've seen this a couple of times now these last two weeks of running backs who, you know, they list them at 190, and I think that's uh, a little bit of stretching. Yeah, yeah, I think they're stretching it a little bit, wanting to list him a little bit lighter than what he actually is. Well, you look at the three key players to watch, Keys, Drinka, 
and Hardwick all making big plays here for it. Uh, you go to your horses. You know, this is uh, what they, they – uh, They've earned that right to make the plays, and they're making big plays and moving this offense right down the field. It's the old cliche, big-time players make big big-time plays. plays. Keys on second down, fires quickly again to, guess who, Brody Hardig. That'll get him down inside for a first down to Forrest. And these quick throws, Dennis, they... We've seen two times now DeForest try to go up over the top. They had an incompletion on their first drive. The second time was a huge completion to Brody Hardig. Maybe setting up for another deep pass here with all of these underneath slants and curls. First and 10 at the 18. Keys in the pistol, gets a chin high snap. Shovel pass up ahead to Hardig. Hardig cuts up the field across the 15 and brought down at... About the 12. And Dennis, a little bit of trivia for you. That push play that a lot of teams like to run. We saw it start with Geno Smith and Tavon Austin at West Virginia. That play started at the Colorado School of Mines at the Division II oh, level. Yeah. Wow. Dana Holgerson picked it up there. So I like to call that little push pass the School of Mines pass. Keys now on second down and three after a pickup of seven. Hands it off to Drinka. Drinka has some running room. Stiff arm at the two into the end zone. Third touchdown of the half for Kale Drinka. Well, he had a, a what was his first was six. His next was seven. Add him up. His next one's a 13-yarder. There we go. It just keep, keeps getting <laughs> larger and larger. 7.03 remaining in the half. Kale Drinka. He's already got 20, or excuse me, I was almost going to give him the extra points there and say 21 points. points. It's 18 points. Math is hard, Dennis. (laughs) And now DeForest is going to try and go for two to make this a 21 to nothing lead. Keys in the pistol, rolls out to the far side, fires back in the end zone, and it's broken up. It was into the hands of Hardig but broken up by Tanner Weevely, the six-foot senior corner, doing a great job of getting his hands in between the hands of Brody Hardig. 19 to nothing, our score. 7.03 left to go here in the first half of action. I want to tell you about our friends at Nations Lending as... Their team at Nation Lending Monona finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home or your next home or refinancing, they've got your back. They'll act as your professional advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of a backyard barbecue. Because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com to get started today. Nations Lending. Home loans made human. Well, four possessions for each team uh, for DeForest. Three touchdowns and a three and out. For uh, Stoughton, three and out three times. One little mini drive, but uh, ended by a holding penalty. So uh, the story of the game right now is uh, offense has been great for DeForest, and their defense just as uh, tough to, to crack. And it's an end-over-end kick taken in at the 10. 
by Iverson, and then he's cut down at the 18. No, a return of eight yards. I'm able to do that math, Dennis. Every now and again, I'm able to do some some semi-simple math. As your normal partner, Alex Strof, likes to say, there's no such thing <laughs> as easy math. math yeah. Thoughts and uh, prayers with, with Alex. Yes. His grandmother passed away this week and uh, not with us tonight, but doing a great job. Thanks, Hunter, for stepping in here at the last minute. Always happy to help out the team, Dennis. And his first down nearly intercepted was that pass from Ty Fernholz. That was nearly intercepted by number 36, Cullen Kirchberg. Six-foot sophomore safety. It's a second down and 10. For so, uh, Stoughton. Offense has been kind of a struggle here for Stoughton this year. Uh, 13 points in the second game, 28 last week, only 41 this season. And once again, they were shut out here in the first quarter tonight. I uh, have not scored a point in the first quarter. Only 14 in the second quarter all season. Fernholz wanted to try and take off and run on a quarterback draw, but he's met maybe at the line of scrimmage. They'll actually move it back about a half yard, bring up a third down and 11 now. Yeah, Stoughton also playing with two, uh, five two-way starters. Griffin Empey, linebacker, defensive end. Sakonic, uh, uh, Kayshawn at, at uh, guard and defensive end. Woleen, uh, Mason Margie, and Tanner Whitey also playing both ways here for the... Uh, 6-10 left to go in the first half. Fernholz looking to throw deep down the near side. Oh. He's nearly got his man Johnson, and he had to just try and hold up a little bit and couldn't readjust to the pass. That falls incomplete. Regala, Parker Regala there on the coverage. Brings Johnson, up a fourth and uh, 11. Looking uh, also the backup quarterback. He has passed uh, three completions. He's rushed the ball, and he's also received it. So he's there. Uh, we like to say they're do-it-all kind of player. Just could not quite catch that one over his head. It's fourth down and 11. As Bonte comes on again for another punt with 6.02 left. So we have a whistle. Just as the ball was being snapped, there's a flag on the far sideline. Looking to try and see if I can make out any of the hand motions from the official on the far sideline. Looks like this is going to go against Stoughton. That'll back him up even further now. It looks like that was a false start penalty against Stoughton. So now this backs them up inside their own 15. Ball's going to be spotted at the 13. Fourth and 16. Bonte again going the rugby style punt. It's blocked and bounces through the back of the end zone. And it's Jesse Nelson's favorite play, the safety. Well, they weren't able to get the two-point conversion after a missed extra point. Now you got your two points to get back to 21. So 5.58 left to go in the first half. And DeForest able to come up with, like you talked about before the game, Dennis, a special teams play. Gets that safety. 
Makes this a 21 to nothing game. And we're going to take a quick 30-second timeout with 5.58 left to go. 21 to nothing, DeForest on top. So you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Fifty-eight left to go in the first half, and DeForest forces a safety to make it twenty-one to nothing. The Norskis on top of the Vikings. So DeForest will be kicking this from the twenty. Good deep kick. Hardig lets it bounce and roll out of bounds. So it'll be some more solid field position for DeForest on offense, Dennis. Yes, and since he has to punt, they're going to put that. Uh, they're going to put it out to the 35. Yes, just yep. like cheated, just like a kickoff. So good field position here for the Norskis. Looking to put this one out of reach. And nope. actually, they they're going to they're going to make them re-kick. Yep, it. they're going to make them do the re-kick. They started bringing the ball right up to that 35. They were toying with us a little bit, Dennis. Yeah, I think uh, the penalty's declined, right? Yep. Hardig with his ability to return kicks. You've seen what he's he's averaged so far coming into this uh, game. Averaged 14.6 on. Uh, this is technically a punt return. Well, and it's either you kick to Brody Hardig to the near side or Kale Drinka over on the, the far, far side. side. He is so. one as. This oh, is going to be a short go. kick taken up at midfield. Is dancing around. That's Jacob Hoyer on the return. He's going to bring this ball all the way to the 35. So, incredible starting field position now for DeForest. Great so. call there. That's a great decision there. Instead of. Uh, that's, fifth, that's 30 yards instead of their fifth 35. It's the uh, Stoughton 35. First and 10 at the 35. 21 to nothing. DeForest on top. His keys will be in the pistol. He straddles the 40 of Stoughton. Gets the chest high snap. Looks to throw. Looking as pressure. He's rolling out to the far side. Now fires down the far sideline. Has a sideline completion to Van Owen. That'll be a pickup of 11 for the first down. Toughest pass, rolling to his left, throwing kind of back to his right a little bit, and uh, found him in a great, great uh, effort there by Van Olen on the sideline. And Mason Keys, I was a little worried, you know, what was his mobility going to look like? How was he going to be able to throw after having to miss that game against Kimberly early in the season? But he looks 100% here tonight, Dennis. He does make some great plays out here. Play action on first down. Another one. Rolls out to the far side again. Fires back across the middle. Has Hardig inside the five and knocked out of bounds at the four. Yeah, Hardig went in the huddle. Okay, Kale's got three touchdowns. Give me one. Give me some yeah. love here. Give me a little love. And he did. He found him. Nice little uh, post pattern. You know, Hardig trying to help out some fantasy owners there a little bit. <laughs> Wants to get the touchdown. Yeah. Get me those six points. Yeah, I'd like to know who, uh, what round uh, that he, uh, he went to. Uh, Hardig went in the, their local fantasy draft, I'm sure. First well, ball on the floor. Well, if it's a standard 12 team, the way Hardig's playing, he's a high upside type of guy. Maybe I'm taking him even a late first round sort of guy. First and goal at the five. Now we have a whistle. It looks like this one might go against the forest. 
Yep. Yep. And it's a false start. That'll back him up five. So it'll be still first and goal just now at the 10-yard line. Oh, and it is at the nine. Tried to look over at the uh, scoreboard here, and one of the lights was out and (laughs) misread the number. It's tough to read there. 5.41 5.41 remaining in the first half. DeForest again leads 21 to nothing. It's first and goal at the nine. Keys in the pistol, receiver to each side. Hardig to the near side. Quick fire across the middle, and that's into the end zone for a touchdown to his tight end, Jackson Accurdy. The 6'2 sophomore tight end just took off up the seam, got the pass right at the goal line and into the end zone. For another DeForest touchdown with 5.38 left to go in the half. Another basketball player on the team here, 6'5", 200-pound sophomore. Nice, just a little slant pattern. Found him open right in the middle of the end zone. And uh, now uh, we're getting close here to running clock time here in the first half. 27 to nothing the score right now. No! Extra point wide left. So well, 27 to nothing, our score. Well, about the only thing they can't do right is convert to the extra point. Still need another safety to pick that up, I'm sure. <laughs> and, you know, every time we're here at Stoughton, I feel like we always end up seeing a safety anyways, so I wouldn't be totally shocked if we saw another one. 5.38 left to go in the half. 27 to 0, our score with DeForest on top. Nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. We got five. So in the course of 30 seconds of game time, Dennis, the DeForest Norski is picking up eight points. After that yeah, safety just, on the blocked punt. Yeah, that was a 13-second drive. Yeah, that's what happens when you get a couple of completions that go out of bounds. Wow. Makes that drive five yards short. 13 seconds. So Ugaldi will be the one kicking. We've seen a couple of kicks go out of bounds from him. He's had some line drive kicks. Ugaldi this time. Oh, right down the middle. There right down the middle, and that'll bounce right at the goal line and in on the G of Stoughton in the right end zone. So now Stoughton trying to figure out a way to get this offense moving. They've been able to get a couple of first downs, Dennis, but just haven't been able to find any rhythm tonight. Worst case scenario here, Stoughton, uh, if Stoughton does not get something going here, they give uh, could give DeForce a chance to score before the half. And then DeForce gets, they won the toss deferred, so they get the second half uh, kickoff. Perfect scenario for the Norskis. Fernholz in the pistol. He'll hand it off up the middle to Shipper. Shipper may be getting a yard that time. Again, this DeForest defense trying to just push making things so difficult. And we'll have a timeout by the Stoughton Vikings. And that'll be the second 
Electrolyte timeout. Electrolyte is the best electrolyte beverage for premium hydration. Whether you're working outdoors, exercising, feeling under the weather, or just need a pick-me-up, Electrolyte is the drink for you. Made with glucose as a natural sweetener, Electrolyte uses glucose in order to provide immediate recovery and is packed with more electrolytes than leading hydration drinks. Electrolyte is scientifically formulated to allow immediate absorption of essential minerals. Electrolyte, total hydration for every occasion. Kind of like that front line for the force, uh, 425 uh, set up. Uh, Jalen Mc, uh, McKinney, their sophomore defensive end. Javion Coons, uh, defensive tackle. And you got Bryce Harmon, a defensive tackle, that was also their punter. Brex Sparby Schmid, right defensive end. Average about six foot two fifteen, but they are feisty tonight and, and stuffing the run against Stoughton. On second and ten, it'll be an option pitch to the near side to Shipper. Shipper gets across the thirty, steps out of bounds at the thirty-one, and that'll be a pickup of eleven for a first down Vikings. Might be just trying to get outside because they can't get anything up the middle. So, got to try to hit the perimeter. First down, Stoughton at the 31. Knee-high snap. Hand off to Shipper. Shipper trying to find some room around the right side. We have a flag. Still can't get upfield. And finally chased out of bounds. It'll be a loss of two. And there is a penalty flag in the backfield. Looks like this might be yet another holding penalty Dennis that was just this first or the first down of the second quarter for Stoughton and only three so far in the game it has been tough sledding for and Stoughton penalty is declined though so DeForest would rather take that down and the loss of a couple of yards for that second down and 12. We've got 5.18 left to go, and like you said, Dennis, if Stoughton can't string together a couple of first downs, it's going to make it difficult for them to you know, take away some clock and make things more difficult for DeForest uh, but, going into the locker room at half. Yeah, Mason Keys will go to the air, and they can strike quickly. Fernholz in the pistol. Deuces to the right, single receiver to the left. Knee-high snap, looks to throw, fires deep down the field. Oh, across the middle. That's complete to Weavely at midfield. Tanner Weavely using some basketball skills. The six-foot senior wide receiver went up for that jump ball into double coverage and came down with it right at the 50. Just when they needed a big play, picked up 21 on that, uh, on that reception. The largest play for Stoughton tonight. Uh, maybe give them a little bit of life here and some confidence. But again, uh, some penalties have put them behind the chains, and that does not bode well when you're struggling to run the ball. And we didn't see anything like that on Saturday at Camp Randall, did no, we, Dennis? No, not at all. Nope. <laughs> First and 10 at the 50. Fernholz rolls out to the near side, goes back across the middle, and that's too high intended for Mason Margie. Bring up a second down and 10. Fernholz kind of got away with one there, Dennis. He threw that ball a little too high. You don't want to throw back across the defense. And have a safety pick that off because you went too far. Second and 10 again at the 50. Fernholz in the pistol. 
He's got his heels on his own 45. Two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. Shipper right behind him. Hand off to Shipper. Shipper takes it to the near side across the 50 and pushed out of bounds close to the 45. It looks like they'll say the 47. Carter Morrison forced him out of bounds there. That'll be a pickup of three, and he did get out of bounds. Stop the clock. 4.38 remaining in the first half. Third down and seven now. Dennis down by 27. Is this maybe some two-down territory here? Just try and make it an easier fourth down? Yeah, I think you've got to go for it. Uh, you're on four scores. If you're in their territory, I think you go for it. If you're deep in your own, you got to punt, but not if they can make some ground here. Fernholz looking to throw. Oh, good, Getting pressure, pressure, has to try and take off to run with it, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage, and he is brought down at the line. Colin Kirchberg, 36, just about had him, but then Sparby Schmidt, the defensive end, was able to pull him down for no gain. Sparby Schmidt, the 6'1", 210-pound senior defensive end with the stop. It's fourth down and seven. Bonte oh, is back to punt again. Punt. You could have picked up a few yards there, maybe, maybe, yeah, fourth and short, but struggling moving the ball. Oh, and it's a fake. And the direct snap brought back to the maybe the line of scrimmage. No gain on the fake punt. Barbie Schmidt was right there, grabbed it, almost tried to rip his jersey off there trying to tackle him. But held him up, and the teammates finished him off. Sparby Schmidt looked like he was kind of angry that they would think to try and go for it and wanted to take out some of that frustration. So ended up losing five yards on it. Now putting the ball. DeForest gets the ball back in Stoughton territory. Chance to put some more points on the board here. First and 10 at the 48 of the Vikings Plenty of time for DeForest. Two receivers set, one to each side. He's in the pistol, Go the eye snap. He's Go going to pump deep. fake, fires deep down the far sideline, and that is incomplete. Was trying to go for his guy, Brody Hardig, on the far sideline. Just a little bit behind. It was a tough play to make. And just uh, lucky he didn't get that picked off. That was Mason Margie. We've called his name a bunch as a wide receiver. That was his first time getting into the game as a defender. He's playing that far side corner. So second down and 10 now for DeForest. Max Mitchell will be the receiver split out wide to the left with Hardig in the the slot left. Keys is in the pistol. Chest high snap handoff for Drinka. Drinka takes it up the middle, breaks a tackle at the 45, and brought down near the 40. Back to little pounding ground there. Put the ball in your uh, running back's hands. That'll be down at the 41. Great second down play. Seven yards on the second down long. So it's third down and three. We've seen DeForest be able to get a lot of quick throws to be able to pick up about three, four yards. They'll go with that same formation again. Two receivers to the left. Chin high snap now. Go long. Keys going deep. Has a man down the far sideline inside the 20 and brought down at the 15 out of bounds. That was Max Mitchell, the six-foot junior receiver, on the completion. Last week, he had a huge game for DeForest. Only had three receptions, 
but I say it was a huge game because he got 43 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking go long, and uh, Mitchell's the perfect guy to do it with. And it's that push pass again to Hardig. Hardig going and trying to get up the field on the near side. He's brought down at the line of scrimmage. So that'll be a completion for no gain. Second down and 10. 2.50 remaining in the first half. Mason Keys brings the play in from the sideline. Pretty solid core receivers there for Keys to throw to. Van Owen, led by Hardig, and then again, their uh, their tight ends. Good one-two punch, Grundle and Akurdi. Three receiver set and wanted to try and go quickly Uh, to Hardig on a bubble screen, but that'll be a false start. That'll back up to Forest five. Bring up a second down and 15 at the 20 now. So, seeing some penalties now for DeForest. Once again, they lead 27 to 0, 220 remaining in the first half. Keys stepping up out of the huddle, second down and 15. He'll be out of the pistol with his heels on the 25. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Quick bubble screen to Drinka on the far side. He cuts it up the field across the 15. He goes to the sideline inside the 10, dives for the pylon. No No signal yet. They'll say he's out at the one. Pretty close. Good, great call. Kale Drinka wanted his fourth touchdown of the half. But instead, he'll go out at the one. And if I had to guess here, probably a Kale Drinka run here on first and goal at the one-yard line. Uh, Keys is due for a touchdown. Needs, Maybe needs a read option. Yeah. There you go. Get an RPO in here. Keys in the pistol. He has Hardig to the near side. Single receiver to the left. Drinka. There it is. And there's Keys going up the middle. Lowers his shoulder. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Norskis. 150 left to go in the half. DeForest piling it on now on the one-yard touchdown run for Mason Keys. Mason Keys picking up his second touchdown run of the season. It's now 33 to nothing. And Ugaldi has had some struggles here. The special teams unit on extra points, I should say, has really had some struggles. As Ugaldi had a missed extra point that went wide left. But on the first score of the game, he ended up having an extra point that was blocked. And they were going to go for a fake. But there's some whistles. That'll be a false start. That'll be backing him up five yards. Kirchberg, the holder, took it and rolled out to his right, but with the whistle blew before he could get it very far. And Tucker Grundahl was the tight end on this near side. They were going to try and go for a, looks like a pass to the near corner. Instead, they'll back up five yards. So now Ugali will be kicking from the 15 
There's the snap. The ball is down. Side-winding kick through the uprights and good. Makes it 34 to nothing with 150 left to go in the first half. DeForest on top of Stoughton. We're going to take a short break as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania and 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Since 1956, Holman Lindsay Paints has been making paint in Wisconsin for Wisconsin. Because of their commitment to making great paint for Wisconsinites, Holman Lindsay has grown over the years to 26 locations in this great state. Headquarters in Sun Prairie with a state-of-the-art facility, Holman Lindsay has the paints you need to make your job better. From do-it-yourself to professional, Holman Lindsay has paint for everyone. Visit one of their local locations today in Madison, Sun Prairie, Middleton, and Janesville. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Thirty-four to zero, our score. One fifty left to go in the first half. DeForest on top of Stoughton. Dennis, you said it to me there in the break off air. We're starting to now see the true DeForest Norsky squad that we expected to see at the beginning of the season. Yeah, this is uh, this is what we were looking for out of them. Zugaldi's kick, end over end, taken in at the five. Now angles to the sideline and knocked down was Iverson, the returner. He ran into the back of Mason Margie. And while the offense comes out in the field, I'm going to tell you about Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. In their 60th year, Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team, immediate openings at new higher pay rates on both first and second shifts at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Fernholtz out of the pistol, fires quickly. He's got a... Completion across the 30, brought down at the 31 to LaShawn Brown again. Pickup of 11 on first down. That'll stop the clock until the chain's set. I think and he's drawing a crowd. My God. <laughs> that means somebody should there come over. five on the tackle soon. there. First and 10, Fernholz again looking to pass. Has to roll out to the near side. Pressure coming, lobs a pass up to Brown. Brown's knocked down. It's intercepted, taken in. And still on his feet, cutting across midfield. There is a flag down, though, and another one. Across the 40 and then still down the sideline. Now they're going to finally blow the whistle dead. There was another flag. I didn't ever see... <laughs> The player for oh, that was the forest step out. That was Carter no, Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, they just uh, it, it, okay. Before we throw another flag, let's blow the whistle here. Well, there's a flag down at the 40-yard line path. of DeForest to the, our left. We've got another flag at the 40 of Stoughton on our right. Actually, two flags, and then there is a, an official's hat at about the 48-yard line on the far hash marks. So four markers down on the field. I don't know if I see another one. Hey, ran out of flags. <laughs> you know, I'm we joked earlier about it being laundry day out yeah, on the field. That was the ultimate right there. Uh, yeah, first indications, pass interference, and then uh, a legal block on the way back. 
and then maybe a hold or a clip. Um, and the officials are talking right now out at the 40-yard line. This the, was the, uh, all right, everybody get their, get their flag down. Yeah, this, yeah. this is the group penalty. Well, and then, the too, it's you have to figure out, okay, now what flag talking was. Now to decide who does what. <laughs> yeah, you have to figure out the order that penalties happened in and whose penalty is going to do what first. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of an offsetting penalty in this. There yeah. you go. So as much as this can be frustrating as a fan waiting for the officials to figure things out with this, it is also one of those where they need to make sure that they have the correct call. So while we wait on the officials, tell you about our friends at Canopy Wealth Management as they believe community is everything and they are constantly working towards the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with the Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they've constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. Is this long enough for what, electrolyte timeout? <laughs> we might almost enough. count this as an electrolyte timeout. Wow. Yeah. As now they do break up their conference and they're not mic'd so we have no idea they're going to try to give us hand signals on what they're called but we're going to get ready for about eight hand signals so we do have a pass interference that'll go against the deforest defense so that was carter morrison personal foul also against the deforest defense defense. another personal foul that goes against stoughton wipes them all out so after everything is said and done, that leads to a first and 10 at the 46-yard line of Stoughton as they work from right to left on your ESPN Madison radio dials. So all of that happening, all of the conferencing, and we have a first and 10, Stoughton with 1.13 left on the clock. The Vikings trailing 34 to nothing. But now head coach Jason Becker down on the near sideline having a conversation with the officials. Ever see the movie The Replacements? Yes. And he makes like two calls. He goes, and it's 15 yards, and forget it. <laughs> Just yeah. first down, and he moves the ball. <laughs> that was pretty much uh, a life-imitating art on this one. Yeah, The Replacements, one of my go-to movies. I love that. I mean, any movie with Keanu Reeves, I'm, I'm in, so... And Gene Hackman as well. Yeah, Hackman, the, the king of the coaches. Uh, Hoosiers yes. still a classic. Hoosiers is the best sports movie. But him, ever and Jack made, Ward, is the owner of the uh, the Washington Sentinels. Uh, pretty good match made in heaven. You know, watch Rudy the other night. Uh, had uh, the I saw for the first time. I think the re- the remake of Brian's song. Oh, okay. And I, the, the original with Billy D. Williams, yes. James Kahn is a real tearjerker. This one, though, is wow. I, I was crying at the end. Yeah, Brian See, Piccolo died at 26, fullback, running back for the Bears. This story with Gail Sayers, the first interracial roommates for the Bears back at a time when it was a really yeah. big deal, and uh, the remake was really good. So you get a chance to see that. And we're ready for 
play to resume. Again, first and 10 at the 46 of Stoughton as they work from right to left. Fernholtz looking to throw deep down the near sideline. Wanted Brown, but Brown got pushed out of bounds. There on the coverage, that was number 21, Nick Marcourt, the 5'9 senior corner. Never really made any direct contact with Brown, but just kept shouldering him a little bit. got tangled up there a little bit too, and I don't know if that was a catchable ball or not. Second down and 10 now. Fernholtz in the pistol. Two receivers to his right, two to the left. He's got Shipper behind him. Fernholz throws down the far oh, he's side. Got, oh. He's got a man open and just out of the reach of Jay Johnson. I think Johnson might have wanted a penalty, though, as there on the coverage was Carter Morrison, who had that interception that was then called back after we had about 50 penalties called. I think he slowed him up a little bit. He might have gotten a piece of the jersey or bumped him a little bit to get him off stride, but that pass looked like that was headed for six. Third down and 10, 102 remaining in the half. Line of scrimmage at the 46 of Stoughton. They need to try and get to the 44 of DeForest for a first down. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Knee-high snap, sprint out to the far side for Fernholz. He's looking downfield, wants to throw, now fires on the run, has a completion to Margie. Margie inside the 45, brought down at the 42. That'll be enough for a first down, Stoughton. Fernholz showing his mobility there, rolling to the right, uh, able to keep to get set and make a nice pass play and pick up the first down. Quickly back to the line. Fernholz, chest high snap, looks to throw, wants to go to the right. Now goes back to the left, lobs one deep down the field for Margie, and that's incomplete, and we have two more flags down. One in the backfield, and then one down at the 10-yard line. So it looks like we're going to have a holding on Stoughton, and then probably a pass interference on DeForest, which should result in offsetting penalties. So then it'll end up being a replay of first down if that's what ends up happening. We've got 44 seconds remaining in the half. And it is a pass interference and a holding, and they do offset. (laughs) Another one, here we go. So we'll replay first down, 44 seconds left to go. First and 10. At the 43 of DeForest for the Stoughton Vikings. Fernholz in the pistol. Knee-high snap. Wants to throw. Now he's going to try and run with it. Goes over to the near side. He's dragged down at the 40. Ball is out, though. But they'll say he was marked down there on the stop. Was Caleb Ben Dixon. The senior linebacker chases down Fernholz, who only picks up two yards. Clock keeps running, 25 seconds remaining in the half. Four receivers, two to each side of the formation. Fernholz straddling the 45. Three-step drop looking, wants to lob one deep down the field into double coverage, and that's intercepted by Morrison down at the eight-yard line. Carter Morrison got called for a pass interference earlier on this drive after he got an interception. And then he's able to actually get an interception without committing the penalty this time. Passing it intended for LaShawn Brown. He was double covered on that one, and and uh, Morrison comes up with the uh, big pick. Previous play, uh, 
when uh, Ty picked up, uh, Fernos picked up just a couple yards there. you got to be careful. He's carrying that ball mm-hmm. one-handed. Was able just to tuck it in. He said he fumbled, but he'd already hit the turf, and they did not allow the fumble. But the turnover comes on the next play. With 13 seconds left and the ball being spotted at the 10-yard line, we'll just get a Mason Keys kneel down to send things into the locker room. As it's 34 to nothing, DeForest on top of Stoughton. And Dennis here, quickly, just some initial thoughts of this 34 to nothing first half for DeForest. Stoughton offense uh, firing all cylinders. Uh, Sto- I mean, DeForest offense firing all cylinders. Stoughton uh, had a couple of stops, but just not able to contain Keys. They were trying to contain him with his arm and his leg. He scored a touchdown rushing. He's already passed for one, and uh, he's doing the damage. But just a very well-balanced offense. You look at... Uh, you know, uh, uh, Drinka has been able to carry the ball with authority, scored th- three times on the ground. And then, of course, uh, you've got uh, Brody Hardick, the fine wide receiver. But not the only one. Van Owens made some nice catches. And you had uh, Curdy with a touchdown catch. So just a very solid game for DeForest. And like I said, that first game close, eight-point loss mm-hmm. to Wanakee. Then without Keys, they were embarrassed by Kimberly. But they've come back a one-point loss to Mount Barneveld. And then a win last week. And now I think this is the team that we thought might contend for that uh, Badger small title. Again, 34 to nothing, our score at the half. As you're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania for nearly 50 years, Zimbra Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbra Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbra Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbraConda.com to search inventory. We're going to send it back to Alex Gravatt back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. So will have a rundown of all the area scores, and we'll also hear from our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Derek Adler, as you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania and 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Hello and welcome in to the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I am Alex Gravatt alongside Ryan Wollersheim. Uh, and, and this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. We do not have a video stream today, but that is okay. We've got ourselves a pretty lopsided game as the DeForest Norskis are stomping Stoughton and the Vikings at their new stadium. A little unexpected, but with the return of their star quarterback, DeForest is looking good. Uh, This halftime is brought to you in part by Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. It's always fun, always family-friendly, and with four locations in the Madison area, it's never been easier to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions for lunch or dinner today. Visit greatdanepub.com to find locations near you, Eastside, Downtown, Fitchburg, or Hilldale. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. And let me just say, it is one of my favorite places to go. I am a avid 
Frisbee player, and they are a big part of the Frisbee community sponsoring MUFA. So thank you very much to Great Dane, not only for being a part of Prep Mania, but for being a part of my day-to-day life. As we take a look at these scores across the area, we have a handful of close ones and a handful of just absolute lopsided games, we'll say. Uh, Janesville Craig at Madison LaFollette. Janesville Craig is up 36-0. to That kind of came out of nowhere. It seems like the second half, Janesville Craig figured out the code and ran with it as there is now a running clock there. Uh, Madison East versus Madison West. That's the one game in the Big 8 we're still looking for. That is our nearest game, likely. So if you know the score of that game, if you have a friend at the score or at that game, tell them to text us, tweet us, call us, 844-770-3776. I'd love to know the score of that game, as it is a great in-town rival, Madison East versus Madison West. Then we look in at some of the other Big 8 games, the one that Dennis Semerau, of course, mentioned, and that man knows his area high school sports. He said that this would be one to keep an eye on. There were three touchdowns in the last two minutes and 38 seconds, including an 80-yard drive. So Madison Memorial is down. Middleton up 24-14. Verona at Janesville Parker, despite a last-second score, Verona is up 14-12. It is not a good day to be an extra point as we have missed extra points in almost every game. At In the Badger Large, the Beaver Dam is down 18 to Milton 22. The, there's a full halftime show going on there. Thank you to our sister station, ESPN Beaver Dam. Again, Milton winning that one 22 at half. Sun Prairie at Sun, West at Sun Prairie East. This is a big game. A lot going on. Another one where there's a lot of late scorings in the second or in the second quarter, late in the half. Sun Prairie East winning that 34 to seven, but I don't think that's quite as close as the game's actually be, being played. Then we've got Wanakee hosting Watertown. Wanakee just running with it. It's not quite halftime yet, but it's 56-6. to Wanakee over Watertown. Looking at the Badgers small, we're missing one game from that, but DeForest at Stoughton is our game, obviously. 34-0, to DeForest over Stoughton. And then we're looking at Mount Horror-Barneveld versus Monona Grove. Monona Grove, likely the underdog in this game, but holding on a fourth down inside their own five. And Monona Grove is wearing pink tonight to honor tennis coach and art teacher Charles Ping. Sometimes uh, we're reminded that it is bigger than football as Charles Ping uh, unfortunately passed away suddenly. So our thoughts and prayers, all of our well wishes are with you, Monona Grove, as you play Mount Horror-Barneveld and and mourn this, uh, this tough time. Looking into the Capital Conference, Lodi at Edgewood, both undefeated in both conference play and non-conference play 4-0 versus 4-0 Lodi running with it it is 20 to 0 over Edgewood Lakeside Lutheran 14 New Glarus Monticello 0 it's a tough one doesn't doesn't mean it's not a close one but it's it's going to be a tough one fought through and through we are looking for the scores of Lake Mills at Bigfoot and Columbus at Beloit Turner. So if you have any score updates from either of those games, again, please call us, text us, 844-770-3776 or at ESPN Madison on Twitter. And then as we go to Rock Valley, we only have one score here, but it is Jefferson and Monroe, and the Cheesemakers are running wild. 41-6 to late in the second half is our last, or second quarter, I should say, is our last update. Um, again, just looking at this, we have one last score, 
Shout out to our very own Jesse Nelson for reporting the score. And if you'd like to, again, 844-770-3776 or at ESPN Madison on Twitter. McGuanago 10, Muskego 6. And in his own words, it's been a barn burner. Uh, so thank you so much for that. That is brought to you by Stoughton Health. Nobody plans on getting injured, but when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has the rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it is convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellent together. We'll be right back after this break to take a look at the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back into Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Alex Gravatt alongside Ryan Wollersheim. And we are going to go now to the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime, anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. Without any further hesitation, here we go with Derek Adler. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Derek Adler from Wisconsin Heights High School. Derek, welcome. Thank you. How yeah. did you get your start in sports? So what's the first one you remember playing? I remember playing t-ball when I was really young. I just remember kind of running around, chasing the ball after his hit, or just hitting the ball and trying to figure out how to run the bases at that time because, I mean, you just saw the base and ran at it. So That's like organized chaos, right? Yeah. Boy, man after my own heart. Sports in high school, football, soccer, basketball, baseball. What does it mean for you to be able to participate in multiple sports? At, at um, it meant a lot. I mean, just being able to have the flexibility of the coaches, having the players respect my two-way kind of decision. I, it, was, it meant a lot. I mean, with the flexibility of the AD and just talking to coaches, make sure they knew where I was at and my schedule. I mean, it worked out really well. I was originally going to stick to play all four sports throughout high school. Since that ACL, I kind of quit soccer. Well, and your favorite is? Baseball. Heights has had a pretty good program over the years. So everyone's got to cover that. Yep. But eight-man football, it's a little different animal than what you know a lot of people are used to, but Heights is starting to make a name for itself. And What do you like about this sport? Obviously not your 11-man football, but what I love about it is how quick it's played. And I mean, the highest high-scoring games, you'll get games where it's like 64 to 58. I mean, they're closed, but they're also high-scoring. It's just super fast. There's only eight guys on the field, too, so you don't got to worry about an extra person or whatnot. I mean, it's, and it's just big farm guys, so it's, it's fun. For you, how are all the sports been compatible? How do they interact with each other and help you out? Being a multi-sport athlete, obviously you're going to be able to work on different parts of your body, different parts of your game. So you can take it from one sport and put it into another. So like football, you learn a lot of weight training. You can take that into basketball where it makes it a lot easier to be quick and make a move and kind of read read the offense. So that helps out a lot. And then with baseball, it just kind of, basketball keeps me in shape. So that way in baseball, I don't have to worry about, you know, being in condition, not being in shape. So who's your biggest rival in all the sports? Is it a different rival for each sport? Or is there one that you gotta, gotta beat them every time you see them? Yeah, I mean, obviously for eight man, it's always kind of been the Belmont. I mean, they were, when we first joined eight man, they were a really tough team. They always kind of had us, but lately the past three years, I think we had played them, we beat them. So kind of been a great rival. Same with a couple other schools, but for like conference wise, when we played basketball or baseball, 
I have to say it's always between Belleville and New Glarus or even Marshall. So, I mean, those three, we always put up good fights, and it's always just a tough game. It's great to watch. Now you want to play baseball at the next level. How's the recruiting process going? With me tearing my ACL last summer, it was kind of tough because I missed that whole summer of being able to play travel and maybe get my name out there. So this past summer, I played for Sluggers out of Cuba City. We obviously went to some PBR tournaments, some perfect game tournaments. So just trying to, you know, perform the best with the team and trying to win as many games as we can because obviously those scouts are at those top bracket games, the championship games. You always try to win those games. I'll do that and then hopefully try to get to a couple camps this fall. And what do you can remember the most about being a student athlete at Heights when you're done? Probably the community for sure. I mean, just being able to know everybody in a small school, having them all come out to my games and supporting me throughout the whole school year. It's always awesome seeing how much how much care people put into it what we do as student athletes. So. All right, well, our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Derek Adler from Wisconsin Heights High School. Derek, have a great senior year. Thank you. I appreciate you having me in here today. Electrolyte is the best. That was our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Derek Adler. We're going to join Hunter Vaughn and the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Samurai, live after this. Welcome back to Collins Field at Anderson Complex. It's a 34 to nothing lead for the DeForest Norskis as they will be getting the ball to start this second half. Pooch and kick. Yeah, a pooch kick taken up at the 28 of DeForest, breaking a couple of tackles across the 40, 45, and brought down near the 50-yard line. That was number 44, Jacob Hoyer, again with another return. He had that big return on the punt following that safety. And we did get an idea that Cullen Kirchberg had that blocked uh, punt in the first half, which led to a safety. Uh, offense, 328 yards to 116 to force with a margin. Great first half for uh, Mason Key, 16 of 19, 208 yards and a touchdown. Keys will be in the pistol. Two receivers to the near side. Hand off to Drinka. He takes it to the left. Across midfield, 45, and shoved out of bounds close to the 40. That'll be enough for a first down. And they'll say at the 41 of Stoughton, pickup of 12 on first down. Now Keys had a few carries in the first half, just two for 15 yards, but the second one was a one-yard touchdown plunge. Drinka gets the chest high snap, or excuse me, Keys does. And then fires over to the near side for Alex Van Owen. Breaking tackles. He'll be close to a first down inside the 30. And they'll give him the first down. That's another 12-yard pickup for DeForest. Six catch, now 90 yards for Van Owen on the night. And uh, Hardig in the first half. Brody had seven catches for 78. Great one-two punch. Running back, Cale uh, Drinka, first half. 106 yards, 13 carries, three scores. So the guys padding their stats a little bit tonight. Not too bad. First and 10 at the 28. Keys in the pistol, receiver to each side. Handoff for Drinka. He goes straight ahead. Met at the line and falls forward to pick up two. And then a late flag. We've got two of them that fly. Looks like both officials saw the same thing. Uh, a little testy there. Yeah, and this... 
may end up going against the forest. They saw some hands clapping from Mario Robinson and the rest of the D-line of Stoughton. We wait for the call from the official. And it is an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. That'll push back the Norskis. Well, they got to the 26, so 15-yarder. And that 15-yard penalty pushes DeForest back to the Stoughton 41. As DeForest starting out this second half of action, going from left to right on your 100.5 ESPN radio dials. We have first down and 21 now. Keys in the pistol. He's got two receivers to the left. Got into the formation, then starts taking a couple of steps over towards the far sideline to get an audible, it looks like. Or excuse me, no, there's, I think just the play. I didn't realize the officials were still standing over the ball. It's actually first and 23 with that 15-yard. They got two yards on a carry, uh, first of all, for for a drink-up. But uh, we'll see now, get behind the chains, uh, what Keys can do here. to Next score for... DeForest, we do have a running clock. I think there's some confusion. The down marker didn't change, so now it's second down. Keys fires quickly to Hardig on the slant. Hardig tries to turn up field and is brought down at the 35 where he caught that ball. Brings it down to... Pick up six on that one. Yeah, the... uh, they, they did get the yards. They count the play. The penalty yep. was after, so that's why they changed the down. Third down and 15. Keys brings Drinka into motion, fires the Drinka on the near side, makes a man miss, spins away from one tackle, and then is brought down close to the 30 on the near side. It's Griffin Eppi, the uh, defensive end, left guard, two-way player for... Stoughton with a tackle. Griffin Epi coming off of a two-sack game last week against Fort Atkinson. It's fourth down and 13 at the 32. Looks like the offense is going to stay out there now for DeForest. Four receivers, two to each side. Keys in the pistol. He's looking to throw on the near side. There's a flag. flag flies. Fires down the near sideline. Has a completion to Van Owens. Spins away from a tackle at the five and jogs into the end zone. But this one is going to be coming back. 32-yard touchdown wiped out. Uh, We saw some nice movement by Van Owen. A little spin move there. I'm sure he uh, will tell you he's good on the dance floor as well, looking at that move. About as good as uh, one Fred Astaire, Dennis Sumrall. <laughs> oh, John Travolta. Different yeah. generation. Yeah, different generation. I, my grandmother was a big Fred Astaire as well as uh. my aunt, so I saw some Fred Astaire movies as a kid. So I have a nice appreciation for the classic. That, that ends up being a 16-yard penalty point marked from the point of infraction. So so it's a fourth down in forever, which is officially a fourth down in 28. Ugaldi on to punt. Gets nice. this one away. Bounces at the 16. Takes a DeForest hop. Picked up. You see the black spot the, yeah, the, the turf? 
the rubber pellets are so brand new that they really show up when they bounce. That was Weevely picking it up, able to get a couple of yards on that punt return. 9.49 left in the third quarter, 34-0 our score. DeForest on top of Stoughton. And we're going to mark it at 18. Uh, last year was 40-14 to 14 to four. Stoughton would like to get on the board here in the second half after only scoring 14 points in the first half all season. Fernholz looks to throw it on the far sideline, and that's incomplete underthrown intended for Margie. Margie wanted a flag that time. It's number 36, Cullen Kirchberg was there on the coverage. Carter Morris in the safety was coming over to the double team there, so that was not going to go far. But uh, passed a little low, a little uh, short. Otherwise, it might have been picked off. Second and 10 now from the 18. Fernholz again in the pistol, two to his right, and the drop snap. Oh. Shipper just falls on it. That'll be a loss of about five then. Not the direction that Stoughton wants to be going, trailing 34 to nothing. And both teams moving backwards here to start out their first drives of the second half. Just about nine minutes left in the third quarter. It's a third down and 15. The first down marker at the 28 of Stoughton as the Vikings work from right to left as we see things here at Collins Field. Knee-high snap. Fernholz fires across the middle, has a completion to Johnson. Johnson breaking tackles at the 25, the 30. Finally brought down close to the 35-yard line. Jay Johnson breaks three tackles and gets enough for a first down Vikings. Kirchberg, Colin Kirchberg there. With it could have been a touchdown saving tackle because if Johnson gets one more step, mm -hmm. he's down the sidelines free. The 6'3 sophomore showing up as a wide receiver. He's also the number two quarterback listed for Stoughton. First and 10 at the 34. Vernholz again drops the snap, picks it up, rolls to the near side, fires down the field. Margie has it off of his hands, and they're going to say incomplete, bobbled. Carter Morrison nearly had his second interception. Could, yeah, could not get his foot down. He, he did not have control. And he, he got a foot down, but... Then I have complete control, and he went out of bounds. So they can make some big plays there at the safety spot for the uh, Norskis tonight. And Morrison starting to almost become one of those guys now for the DeForest defense where maybe you think about having to figure out where he's lining up before you snap the ball on it's passing funny. downs. Yeah, I was and talking to the DeForest coaches at halftime. That it's a no-name defense. They graduated mm -hmm. all 11 starters from a year ago. And now uh, they're winding into shape in week five. We're starting to see that a force team that we thought we might uh, back uh, first kickoff. There was a penalty against Stoughton, so it's first and 21 now. Fernholz play action has to throw, and that ball is batted down at the line. It's intended for number eight, Mason Richter. And we incomplete and stay with a second down now and 21 to go. The first down marker all the way up at the Stoughton 44 with the line of scrimmage back at the 24. So they actually gave Stoughton a yard somewhere in there and now made it a second down and 20. <laughs> Three receiver set, two to the near side, one to the far side. Fernholz 
Fires for a screen. Has a completion to Shipper on the far side. Shipper across the 25-30. And pulled down close to the original line of scrimmage. Pickup of about eight, though. Brought down at the 32-yard line. So that's a pickup of 12. See, every now and again, Dennis, I can get that simple math. <laughs> third down and 12, 8.08 left in the third quarter. 34-0 to zero our score, DeForest on top of Stoughton. Fernholz, chest high snap, sprint out to the near side. Fires down the field. That's incomplete. He had Johnson and Margie in the area, but too far in front of both of them. Incomplete. And then we have a whistle as there's going to be an official timeout for an injury. And earlier in our broadcast, you heard our Great Dane halftime show with Alex Gravatt getting you score updates from around the area. This is the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. They've got four locations in the Madison area that have been around since 1994. Not to make you feel old, Dennis, I was born in 1992. So the Great Dane, they're a staple of the Madison area. You're just and a pup. <laughs> you can find one of their awesome locations over at greatdanepub.com to find a location near you. Yeah, visit Monday nights. Yeah, Monday nights you get the Great Dane Huddle. And that's Alex Strofe with Derek Engler and Tarek Sala talking all things uh, football. The boys, the boys the abusing boys. each other verbally, and now they're picking on Alex, which is great. Uh, well, Derek Engler picked on me. He fired me from that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's now fourth down and 12. Yeah, I remember covering those guys working with them when I was with them, doing the PA internal for the Badgers. Now I'm covering their kids. I'm sorry. Oh, nice punt. And great punt from Bonte that Hardig drops it, picks it up at the 30, goes across to the far side, across the 35, 40, and brought down at the 42. Sometimes that works to your advantage. They drop in everybody's wall. You pick it up and then run it. You got everybody going one way, you're mm -hmm. going the other way. So he was able to make something out of nothing. So he meant to do it is what you're saying, Dennis, yeah, right? Well, <laughs> that's what he said. Coach, you know, it was, it was part of my plan. He'd go, yeah, right, Brody, right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a first and 10 at the 41. Nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. First and 10, handoff for Kale Drinka. Drinka able to get across the 45, down to the 47 on first down. And it's been tough for Stone to run the football. Well, coming into this game, offensive defensive lineman Beckett Spildy and Griffin Russo, and tight end defensive end Michael Turner all have been sidelined. Spildy and Turner are out for the season. Russo hoping to get him back next year. When you look at uh, what he can bring to the, uh, the table, this guy is a 6'6", 280-pound sophomore, already getting some college looks. Drinka on second down, started with a handoff off to the left side, but then had a cutback lane, got across midfield, across the 45, and inside the 40 of Stoughton into Vikings territory. We have first down and 10 now at the 39. 
Two receivers set, one to each side for Keys. Keys hands off to Drinka again. Drinka spinning off of tackles inside the 30. Pick up a 12 on first down. It's a guy you have to count for in their first game. Wanakia just won by eight over DeForest. They were trying to shut Drinka down, and then Mason Keys beat him through the air. This game, uh, Stoughton is not having luck to stop it either. either uh, Drinka or uh, Keys. Drinka with a great move in the backfield. Gets inside the 20. Looks like he might have enough for a first down. Otherwise, they'll give him a nine-yard gain on first down. And that's what they'll do. So they're inside the 20, down to the 18. First down marker at the 17 of Stoughton. Forrest making a couple of substitutions. Again, two receivers, one to each side for Keys. Keys gets to the chin high snap. Hands it off up the middle to Carter. Carter barrels ahead. Down to the 10. A pickup of 6 4 Carter. And are they close enough for another first down marker? They're not, so it'll be first goal at the 10. Sticking with that same formation again as he straddles the 15. Hand off to Carter to the left side. He cuts it back up the middle, gets tripped up, stumbles down at the 2. Carter with his first two carries of the night here came in. Uh, with, uh, I think it was 14 for 35. No touchdown, so looking for his first one. See if they'll, they'll let the 5'11", uh, 190-pound uh, junior get his first touch of the end zone. And they did bring in bring back Kale Drinka uh -huh. in. But we got a penalty. And there is a penalty, so now Drinka's actually heading back to the sideline as Carter comes in. They back the ball up, and this will... Move DeForest back to the eight-yard line now. Up the eight, yep. So second down and goal at the eight. And DeForest again, that two-receiver set. Harding to the near side. Van Owen up at the top of the formation. He'll go to Van Owen, Will Keys. That's incomplete. Van Owen just a little too fast on that slant route. Got out in front of the ball and that was thrown behind him. So it's third down now, 524 left to go. DeForest trying to get that running clock going. And Stolten, it's 34 to nothing. Stolten staving him off through most of the quarter. Now Van Owen, the single receiver to the near side. Flip. A bumbled snap that just went into the hands of Carter. He pushed ahead, able to pick up a yard. Could have been a really bad play for DeForest. Ended up being a, an okay looked, play. That almost looked like the touch pass in basketball where you get it and you mm -hmm. give it up right away. Was that, that close? They were just about a yard and a half apart. Carter got, got it and uh, made a little bit of progress. So it's fourth down at the seven. Five minutes left in the third quarter. And Mason Keys will stay out there with the offense as it's fourth down at the seven. Keys will be in the pistol. Receiver to each side, hearted to the near side, Van Owen up top. Carter the running back two yards behind him. Knee-high snap, handoff to Carter. Carter stumbles ahead, maybe picks up a yard and a half. Brought down at the six. It'll be a turnover on downs with 436 left to go here in the third quarter of action. Just able to pick up a couple yards there on that one and uh, 
it's one of those situations that you got a free play almost. You know, you, mm-hmm. you want to be in that situation fourth down, and uh, when, when the clock's on, and that time they got to run a play, didn't work. And we're going to take 10 seconds for a legal ID, 10 for an ID. You're listening to Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, WTLX, Monona, Madison. First and 10 for Stoughton as they'll run the ball to the near side. That was, I believe, Cole Sarbacher on the carry. No, excuse me, Bo Iverson. Bo Iverson, yes. Pickup of five on first down for Iverson. Yeah, when Shipper was out early in the season, Iverson was uh, getting his share of carries. Ty Fernholz out of the pistol. Handoff for Iverson to the far side again. He's met in the backfield. And it looks like he lost about five. That wipes out that gain from Bo Iverson on first down. Bring up a third down and nine. So a loss of four on second down. 3.30 left in the third quarter. Stoughton with a third and nine. Back at their own seven-yard line. Out of the pistol, Fernholz. He'll drop back to pass. Has a blitz coming. Fires across the middle. Complete to Margie. Margie pulling defenders with him. Finally stood up. He's going to be close to the first down marker. They'll give it to him as he is stopped at the 19. First down, Stoughton. Hey, uh, Carter Sullivan wasn't too happy with the four guys trying to push him back. He was trying to push some guys mm-hmm. off the pile there. <laughs> Fernholz, four receiver set out of the pistol, two to each side. Chest high snap, fires quickly to Margie on the near side. Margie across the 25 and shoved out of bounds. Pickup of nine on first down. This is now Stoughton makes a couple of substitutions. The ball is spotted for second down and one on the near hash mark. Four receivers, two to each side. Fernholz licks his fingers, wipes them off on his thighs, gets the knee-high snap. Roll out to the near side, still looking to try and throw, and is chased out of bounds. Maybe got himself back to the line of scrimmage. Pretty close. No, Mark at a loss of two. It's hard to see exactly where he went out of bounds on this near side with the Stoughton bench here in front of us. All the players and coaches standing up. So the loss on the play brings up a third down and four. Actually, a third down and three. First down marker at the 28. Three receivers to the right. Fernholz rolls out to the right and skips a pass into the breadbasket of Mason Margie. Incomplete. Fourth down and three now. And the offense is going to stay out there for Stoughton. Margie, five catches, 47 yards, uh, becoming a uh, favorite receiver here for uh, Ty Fernholz. But punting situation. But they're going to keep the offense out there, though, Dennis. 
Four receivers, yep. three to the right, one to the left. Roll out to, to the far side. Fernholz looks to throw. Has a completion. That's enough for a first down. He's got his man, LaShawn Brown, across the 30, and he's brought down near the sideline at the 33. First down on fourth down for Stoughton. Needed a, yeah, needed a four yards. Double that on that one. First and 10 now for Stoughton at the 33. And they trail 34 to nothing, 230 remaining in the third quarter. Four receivers. Up, oh, false start. And this could end up being. Or is it offsides? Yeah, it might be. Nope, false start. And they will say the false start. It looked a little close. Cullen Kirchberg playing outside linebacker. Normally plays safety for DeForest. He's playing outside linebacker little today. Oh, well, yeah, and he was a little blitz. And, uh, he's getting a little antsy right up there at the line. It looked like it could have been a close call. They'll give it, call the false start on Stoughton. First and 15. Quick throw on first down. That's incomplete over the head of LaShawn Brown, the intended receiver. Second down and 15 now. Line of scrimmage at the 28 of the Stoughton Vikings. Stoughton trying to get on the board for the first time tonight with 218 left in the third. Have yet to cross midfield here in the second half. And. Yeah, just crossed midfield once, got to the 47 in the first half of DeForest. Play action on second down. Fernholz fires to the near side. Completion to Margie. He's shoved out of bounds at the 41, shoved out by Carter Morrison. That'll be a first and 10 again for Stoughton. Nope, just a a little short. I was looking and I saw the initial line of scrimmage marker after that penalty. It threw me off. I thought they got enough for the first down. Third down and two. Moving the ball here a little bit. And off for Iverson, and that's strung out. Loss of six. Then we have a stoppage on the field as there is an injury. So I want to tell you about the team over at Nations Lending Monona. They find home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing, they've got your back. They'll act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room. To the smell of backyard barbecues because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com to get started today. Nations Lending, Home Loans made human we'll also take step aside for a quick timeout as there's two minutes left to go here in the third quarter as you're listening to zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania 100.5 espn the espn app and wisconsin on demand on fourth down and eight fernholz rolls out to the far side tries to hit jay johnson on the sideline but it goes through his hands incomplete That'll be a turnover on downs. So it'll be first and 10 for the DeForest Norskis at the 36 of Stoughton. So DeForest making some substitutions as we have a minute 55 remaining 
here in the third quarter. As now they go to a different, completely different offensive grouping out there. Handoff up the middle for Jalen Carter. Carter brought down close to the 30. Nice gain on first down. They'll mark him down at the 30. Bring up a second down and four after a pickup of six. Carter looking for his first touchdown of the year. Maybe I'll get it on this drive. But uh, Stoughton has been able to stave off that running clock, which they're just a point shy of. And at quarterback is Carson Vollenberg. It's Vollenberg, excuse me, it's number, yeah, Vollenberg, number 46. I thought it was number 45 for a second. and was confused there was no number 45 listed on DeForest's roster. They hand off to Carter on second down. Able to pick up a yard, bring up a third down and two now with one minute left to go in the third quarter. Vollenberg staying in at quarterback. So he's got Carter as the running back out of the pistol, receiver to each side of the formation. Gets the chest high snap, handoff to Carter up the middle again. Close to the first down as he's brought down at the 25. And that's where they'll mark him down. That'll be a pickup of three and enough for a first down DeForest. Now DeForest just now just going to try to run clock here. Almost the end of the third quarter. And uh, they've got the game wall in hand. Put your uh, reserves in. Give them a little bit of time and see if uh, some of these guys can get some of the first points of their high school careers. 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Carter again gets the handoff. Stumbles forward. Picks up three. Mario Robinson with a nice shoestring tackle. We now a second down and seven. We're down to 15 seconds left to go in the quarter. I'll let it run here. And that's what they'll do is they just, the DeForest offense looks over to the far sideline. And they see the clock, and that will do it for the third quarter of action. 34 to nothing. Our score, DeForest on top of Stoughton as we will step aside in between quarters. Again, 34 to 0 our score as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. On second down, a snap that goes over the head of Volenberg. He's able to fall on it close to the 40 of Stoughton. And they'll say that he was down at the 38. So that'll bring up third down and 23 for DeForest. That snap just going right over the head of Carson Volenberg. Yeah, they'll call that a team rush. Yeah. I want to blame the quarterback on that one for minus 16. But now a chance for the backup quarterback to see what he can do here. You know, normally I love linemen, but ball snap goes over the head. I think it should go on the center for the (laughs) loss of yards. Volenberg fakes the screen, takes off to run with it. He goes straight up the middle, inside the 20, and finally pulled down at the 16. Carson Volenberg just barreling through defenders. Gets them back to within a yard of the first down marker. Reese uh, Nishus slow getting up on that one. Made the tackle. That could have been a touchdown. DeForest will keep the offense out there on fourth and one. Volenberg, the quarterback, out of the pistol. Carter, the single running back, one yard behind him. Receiver to each side of the formation. 
They go a hard count, and now we have whistles and a false start. Zvolenberg wanted to try and go with a hard count, try and draw him off sides. That's a tough one for the offensive line for DeForest. They're not going to enjoy the film study Uh, (laughs) when this this play comes up. No, not uh, not at all. That'll be a five-yard penalty for a fourth down and six. Looks like the offense will still stay out there for the Norskis. They make a couple of substitutions. Coming in is Nick Harmonson, the 6'2 sophomore wide receiver, as he'll be the lone receiver to the left side of this formation. Receiver up to the top of the formation will be Braden Chipman. Out of the pistol is Volenberg. Volenberg hands off to Carter. Carter goes to the left and then cuts it back up inside the 20 and stumbles down at the 8. At the 17, excuse me. And that'll be two yards short of a first down. Turnover on downs, and it'll be a first and 10 for the Vikings. Stoke with another stop inside uh, in the red zone. As we have a turnover on downs, nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health's Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. First and 10 at the 17 for Stoughton as Jay Johnson now comes in at quarterback. He has two receivers to his left, one receiver to the right out of the pistol. Knee-high snap. Hands it off for Iverson to the left. Iverson cuts up field, gets across the 20, and stopped his forward progress at about the 23. And now move it back a yard, back to the 22. Still a pickup of five. Second down and five. Johnson now has his two receivers to the right side. So he's got his white mouthpiece in his right hand, then puts it in. Low snap, able to one-hand grab it, quickly fires to the near side. As that is incomplete, as that was intended for number 24 for the Vikings. So Malachi Sutton. Third down and five now for the Vikings. Line of scrimmage at their own 21. Caden Spurling, 22 and a quarterback. Getting some reps here. Spurling out of the pistol. Actually, Johnson. Oh, it is Johnson Johnson still. Johnson rolls to the far side, fires deep down the field for Brown, and just out of the reach of LaShawn Brown. There on the coverage was number 24, Brogan Hicks, the senior safety for DeForest. Brings up a fourth down and five. It looked like Spurley was in. He brought the play in that time for Johnson. Yeah, Johnson came into the game three for three passing. Had a rush and also had five catches for a 30-yard average. So they're they're uh, jack of all trades or Mr. Go-to guy, but uh, not able to connect on the long one there. 
Bontian to punt on this fourth down and five. Able to just get it away. High kick. Fair catch called for at the 48. And that was a fair catch by number 89, Nick Hermanson. A lot of new names we're getting a call here. Guys getting some good varsity reps here on Friday night. And this is where we have to go deep into the full team rosters yeah. late into the game. Start searching for some numbers. No doubt the force has called off the dogs. Both coaches really respect each other. Uh, you know, Jason Becker, Stoughton, and uh, Aaron Mack for DeForest coaching conference South Central against each other and uh, got a very good friendship here, respect each other, and they're just trying to get what's best out of their kids tonight. Carter gets the handoff on first down, and he gets tripped up, brought down at the 40 of Stoughton, pickup of seven on first down. And, Dennis, we've talked about it a little bit here in the second half about DeForest looking like the DeForest we expected when we saw them week one at one against Wanakee that was at home. And, you know, I feel like this is a DeForest squad that people may see the three losses come playoff time, and they're going to maybe kind of look past them a little bit, say, oh, they're not the same team they used to be. But this is a still a really good DeForest squad this year now that they've started to kind of figure things out defensively as Max Mitchell in at quarterback. He'll take the snap and go over to the right side, met at the line of scrimmage, and pushed backwards. They'll give him forward progress still at the 40, so no gain. Bring up third down and three still. Like a little wildcat there. And Mitchell. Uh... Mitchell on the year, four of eight for 30 yards, has one interception, yet to get a passing touchdown. He does have three receiving touchdowns on the year, though. And that's his first actual carry, according to their stats. Now Volenberg back in at quarterback, hands off to Carter to the right side, gets enough for the first down, stumbles ahead inside the 35. And they'll say he got was brought down at the 34. First down for DeForest, 7.49 left in the fourth quarter. Still going with the two receivers, one to each side of the formation. Vollenberg, chest high snap, hands off again to Carter. Carter met right at the line of scrimmage. Mario Robinson breaks through for the tackle. He's had a couple of nice form tackles there. Grab him around the legs, wrap him up, don't let him go anywhere. Second down and nine. They did give him a yard. This is what we call a natural running clock. Yep. No passes, just keep the clock moving, just keep the ball on the ground. Vollenberg hands off again to Carter, tries to bounce it to the outside. He'll pick up a few down to the 31. They keep this up. Carter's going to have as many carries as Drinka did. <laughs> I'm sure Carter's okay with that. Yeah, he yeah. Give me the ball. Back. Yeah. Give me the ball. It's just one play. Carter expected, as the junior, expected to be the guy next year for this DeForest squad as Kale Drinka is a senior. Third down and seven. 6.30 left to go in the game. 34-0 our score here at Stoughton DeForest on top of the Stoughton Vikings. Vollenberg fakes the handoff. He'll take it himself. 
had to make a couple of moves in the backfield and finally gets upfield and brought down at the 30. Another pickup of one. Ball spotted in between the hash marks on the 30. Fourth down and six with about six minutes left. Vollenberg takes the play call from the far sideline over to the huddle. So now DeForest breaks, and again, they're going to go with that power formation. Receiver to both sides. Handoff for Carter over to the right side. Carter gets hit at the line. Able to keep pushing forward. And Sutton on the tackle. And they'll say Carter brought down on fourth down at the 28. Turnover on down, so it'll be a first down for Stoughton. And nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. First and 10 at the 26, 5.43 left in the game. Johnson comes back out at quarterback. We've seen him a lot at wide receiver tonight, but Jay Johnson, the backup quarterback, 6'3", sophomore. Johnson gets the snap, hands it off for Iverson. Iverson lowers his shoulder into a defender, spins off a tackle, gets across the 30, and finally brought down at the 32. Braylon Lee, defensive back with a tackle. Coming up next for this Stoughton Vikings squad. They're going to go back out on the road after they were on the road for the first four weeks. They get this one home game. Then they head up to the north side over to Sauk Prairie. Yeah, Stoughton with uh, four straight road games while the field was getting ready. And then three of their last five will be at home. Handoff for Iverson on second down over to the left. He gets tripped up, brought down at the 35. Third down coming for the Vikings. It'll be a third down and two. 430 left. Stoughton been able to run the ball a little bit here late in the game with some their reserves in. Again, it's been the theme all night. Haven't been able to string together enough first downs to just keep moving. Iverson on third down. Takes it up the middle and picks up a yard for a fourth down and one now. Don't expect the punting unit to come out here for Stoughton. We're inside four minutes left to go in the game. Both teams just going to run the ball and see if they can score with the ground games. A passing, I don't expect to see another one. Number 15, Kellen Stockstad checks in. For Stoughton. Now we have a whistle. I haven't seen a signal for a timeout. I didn't see a flag either. I'm not sure what exactly is going on. 
So we have 3.33 left in the game. It's a fourth down and one. And now the officials are ready for play to resume. Johnson in the pistol. Gets the snap, hands it off for Iverson. Iverson hitting the backfield, tries to get going upfield. Can't do it, though. S brought down in the backfield. Another turnover on downs. Both of these teams have been stuck in between the 30 and the 40 of Stoughton here in this fourth quarter, Dennis. Yeah, one, two, three, four of our last five series have ended up in turnovers on downs. First and 10 at the 32 of Stoughton for the DeForest Norskis. Two receivers up to the top of the formation. Now a receiver comes into motion. They wanted to try and run that touch pass, but it was, again, a high snap for Volenberg. Tried to just make something out of nothing, and he was hit in the backfield. He was brought down in the backfield by number... Saw number 62. Our roster doesn't have a 62 for Stoughton, though, Dennis. Uh -oh. So I believe that would be uh, Chad Stangler there on the stop, our go-to name if we don't know who made the stop. Second down and 15 after the loss of five. Volenberg, another high snap, able to pull it in. Hands it off to number 32, Delaney Lear. 5'10", junior running back. The final numbers here for uh, Mason Keys tonight. 19 of 23, 222 yards, 230 yards, correction. One touchdown and a touchdown rushing. And for Kale Dringa, 18 carries and uh, 149 yards, three touchdowns. Unofficial on the yards, but Close enough for government work, I think. Yeah, it's close enough. And another penalty. And, uh, that'll push. I didn't see the signal there. It'll be a first and 10 at the 17. Got a personal foul penalty. 15-yarder. I assumed that that was what it was. We have a jet sweep handoff for DeForest. Breaking tackles. Brought down at the 10. That's Keyshawn Webster-Bennett. The senior wide receiver gets his first action of the game. Able to pick up seven. Brings up a second down and three. Yeah, nice, uh, nice carry there for him. I like that jet sweep. He got up to the 12, so... A gain of five here, not too bad for his first carry. So both teams just running the ball, see if they can punch it in here. Carter gets the handoff, barrels straight ahead inside the 10. Brought down at the seven. A minute 45 now. That was Close enough for, for that first, first down. down. Yep, first and goal now at the seven. Well, the clock keeps running, a minute 40 remaining. Now you wonder, are they going to try to punch it in, or are you going to take a couple of knees here? They're showing they're a formation to try and to, to run, run it a in, play. Give them a chance. Now they're going to flip the receivers. They started going to the right and then quickly went back over to the left. Vollenberg in the pistol. Brings a receiver into motion. There's Jet sweep, sweep again to Webster Bennett. Has to cut up field. Jumps over oh, nice. a defender at the five. Nice agility. And he's brought down at the three. 
Pickup of four. A minute ten now left to go in the game. Stoughton hanging on, uh, kind of you know, playing for pride here. Down 34 nothing at half, able to keep uh, DeForest scoreless in the second half. But can they, and keep that running clock from happening. So see if they can do it for another minute here. Volenberg, receiver to each side. Carter, the running back behind him. Handoff to Carter. He goes nope. over to the left side. First one stumbles the into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season for Jalen Carter, the junior running back. Makes it 40 to nothing with 48 seconds left to go in the game. And that's a three-yard touchdown run for Carter. So we do get to that running clock, Dennis, with 48 seconds left to go in the game. <laughs> that will not make much difference here. Ugaldi on for the extra point to try to make this a 41 to 0. And that is an end over end kick, and it is good. 41 to 0, our score, 48 seconds left to go in the game. We'll take a quick 30 second timeout as you are listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Before and after every Wisconsin football game, the party rolls on with ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Hey, it's Jesse Nelson. How do the Badgers bounce back after the loss to Washington State? Wisconsin hosting New Mexico State at Camp Randall Stadium. We've got you covered before and after the game on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Before and after every Wisconsin football game on 100.5 ESPN. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Maybe. Just a Forty-one to nothing. Our score. DeForest able to punch it in to get that forty-point lead on a three-yard run from Jalen Carter. As Dennis likes to call it, we've had the natural running clock here in the fourth quarter. Both teams just handing the ball off, keep that clock moving, stay in bounds, try to keep everybody healthy. As a former sports writer for a daily paper, you like those. Yeah. You want as much time to write as possible. Unfortunately, now the uh, deadlines for the print editions of the papers are like 6 o'clock, so it doesn't matter. You're just writing for uh, uh, digital. Egaldi, end over end kick. Taken by Johnson at the 6. He'll angle over to the near side across the 15, 20, 25. Wanted to make a man miss, but gets hit hard at the sideline. That was a great tackle by number 3, Caleb Bendixson, the senior. Hello. Welcome to Varsity Football. And with the running clock, we're down to 30 seconds left to go in the game. So Stoughton should only have to run one play here. As Jay Johnson will be in the pistol. Receiver to each side of the formation. He's got his running back Iverson directly behind him. Play action, and then Johnson will just take off and run with it. Gets across the 30, dances around near the 35, and he's finally brought down at the 33. And that will do it here in Stoughton. 41-0, our final score tonight. 
It was all DeForest. It didn't look like it was going to be that way early, Dennis, but they ended up just wearing him out, getting enough big plays to end up getting onto the scoreboard, and once they had that momentum, they never gave it up. As we are going to be taking a short break, but first, this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zimbrick Honda, for nearly 50 years, has been providing the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com to search inventory. We're going to take a short break before we go over some of the final stats and get the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game with the Dean Dennis Sumrau. As you're listening to Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see. 41 to nothing, our final score. As the DeForest Norskis, we said it a few times, they look like the DeForest Norskis we expected all season long tonight. As this is Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, I'm Hunter Vaughn here alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. This broadcast was made possible by the GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule with them this fall. Position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps, power development as well. Reach your potential at the 52,000-square-foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Dennis, it's time for the Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game, and I'm going to guess that a lot of your notes from tonight's game have to do with that uh, team in purple and gold, the DeForest Norskis. Well, this being my high school reunion this weekend, my wife's going to say, are you sure you should have been there for this one? <laughs> I said, yeah, to see DeForest play, outstanding efforts. Uh, uh, the defense was so good. Again, DeForest replaced all 11 starters when they started the season, and they gave up 42 points in the opening game to Wanakee, 49 to Kimberly. Things aren't looking too good tonight. Stoughton did not get past the DeForest 47. They got that far and then tried to Are fake. Are you sure, Dennis? They, they tried to fake punt and then lost five yards on the play, and the ball started over in Stoughton territory. The second half, they didn't come close. So it was a dominant effort by the, off, by the defense for uh, DeForest, but then you look at the offense, and uh, some numbers really stand out. The, uh, the first one was uh, quarterback Mason Keys. He was 16 to 19 in the first half, finished 19 of 23 for 230 yards and a score. And Kale Drinka, 18 carries, 149 yards, and three touchdown runs. Uh, and then you also look at the passing game. Uh, Hardig and Van Owen were just outstanding wide receivers for uh, keys to throw to. So the offense did their job, moved the ball very well. And then the defense uh, was just lights out tonight. And the second half, once the score got up to 34 at halftime, I mean, they could have scored one more time. It could have had a running clock. But DeForest called off the dogs, just went to the running game, gave the reserve backs a lot of time. And there's nothing worse 
than having a blowout and leave your starting quarterback out there or your mm-hmm. running back and they get hurt in a game. There's, there's no reason for it. That's when you need to get your reserves in, get them some quality minutes, and the coaches have too much respect for each other for one team to run up the score. Unfortunately, though, for Coach Mack, uh, uh, yeah, well, for, for Coach actually Becker, Coach Mack's got bragging rights two mm-hmm. years in a row now. 40-14 to 14 last year and 41 nothing. But with this young team, I think Jason's always, bide your time, bide your time. Yep. My boys will be back. It was a great a great night here, a great crowd for this uh, brand-new field, uh, Collins Field at Anderson Complex. Uh, they had the cookout before the game. It was youth night. A lot mm-hmm. of future Stoughton uh, kid, you know, players here to watch the, the big guys. And, yeah, they took it on the chin a little bit, but... The best thing about is that there's a new day tomorrow, and the guys look at the film and they'll move on. Uh, the parents, the adults, kind of, kind of, yeah. they they kind of hammer things a little bit, but that's the good thing of, uh, of youth. They'll bounce back, and uh, Stoughton will be back in it. Just uh, they they got to find a way to get better starts. They've only scored 14 points in the first half, none in the first quarter this year. So, uh, but again, when you've got a whole new backfield. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, players to replace, and very few seniors, and a couple key ones on the injury list. It's a tough haul, but I I don't doubt that uh, this will be a better rivalry game next year. And speaking of halls, this was the Stoughton tra- Trailers final haul. Big trailers and big opportunity at Stoughton Trailers in their 60th year. Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team with immediate openings, and. New higher pay rates on both first and second shift. They're at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Dennis, next week, head up Highway 151. With Edgewood taking on Columbus. Actually, nope. There's oh. been a change in our schedule next week. We'll be uh, in uh, Verona once again for Madison Memorial at Verona. And uh, not See, knowing, nobody tells me yeah, anything. That, was, that, was, that change was made <laughs> this afternoon, by the way. So. I saw the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson, all day today. And he did not mention Never it. mentioned it once. Oops, sorry. Oh, I am going to have some words for him. (laughs) Well, we're going to have a good game next week. (laughs) haven't heard uh, the Middleton Memorial score yet or Verona's uh, game tonight, but uh, that game will have a bearing on on the conference championship in the Big 8. And after watching uh, Verona last week. um, But next week will be – that's the Ohio State weekend for Badger football. So the dads for for Verona, uh, for Engram and uh, Petit, they're probably going to be on the road with the Badger football team. So the, I'm, I'm sure they'll be uh, waiting for our stream so they can get to see their kids on film. Absolutely, they will be. Again, 41 to nothing. our score. DeForest taking down the Stoughton Vikings. want to say thank you to another one of our sponsors, the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. They're Madison's home since 1994 for craft beer and pub food. With their four area locations, it's easy to enjoy any one of their family-friendly environments around the Madison area. You can visit thegreatdanepub.com to find a location near you. We're going to send it back to the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios where Alex Gravatt will have some final scores from around the area and wrap things up. Again, I'm Hunter Vaughn for the Dean Dennis Sumrau. I'd like to say thank you also to Alex Gravatt 
as well as Ryan Wollersheim running the board for us back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Again, 41 to nothing our score, as this has been Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back into the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I am your studio host, Alex Gravatt, alongside Ryan Wollersheim, and this is Zimberconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'd like to thank, once again, our good, good friends over the Great Dane. Prep Mania is brought to you by the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Always fun, always family-friendly, and with four locations in the Madison area, it's never been easier to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions for lunch or dinner today. Visit greatdanepub.com to find locations near you, east side, downtown, Fitchburg, or Hilldale. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. And thank you, Great Dane, for bringing us this fantastic Rundown of the scoreboard of area scores. Obviously, uh, DeForest taking the win over Stoughton, 41-0 to in Stoughton's new home. That is a tough one. But as we look across the Big 8, switching it up, Janesville Craig with a statement victory over Madison LaFollette, 52-0. to We're still looking for Madison East at Madison West, so please... Call in, text in, 844-770-3776. We'd love to get that score to you before the end of the night. So if you can help by getting that score to us, we'd love it. You can also tweet at us, at ESPN Madison. The other Big 8 schools, Madison Memorial versus Middleton. Last I saw, there was a few minutes left in that game. It was 38-14. to We're looking for a final yet. Middleton over Madison Memorial. And then uh, with less than two minutes to go, Verona 26, Janesville Parker 12. So that conference is still very competitive, very up in the in the uh, air. When we look at the Badger Large, Beaver Dam, a tough loss to Milton tonight, 33-30. Milton on top. Shout out to our good friends at ESPN Beaver Dam. They did a fantastic job with that broadcast. Uh, then we have the Sun Prairie East-West game. Sun Prairie East showing that they are still the dominant team Uh that is a 54 to 7 victory. It really felt like it was going to be closer. It ran away in the in the second half. Speaking of runaway in the second half, Wanakee 70, Watertown 13. That is a tough one. Watertown had three passes to the same guy to get their score on on a drive earlier in the game, but but Wanakee looking like a tough team to beat. And then we do have news. Oregon or yeah, Oregon wins. Over Sock Prairie, 33-8. to That was in the Badger crossover game, and Oregon still staying competitive in the Badger large. Looking at the Badger small, DeForest, 41 to Stoughton, 0. Obviously, we know that one. Mount Hora Barneveld in the second half ran away and never looked back. Mount Hora Barneveld, 28. Monona Grove, 6. That was a tough one. Uh, Fort Atkinson at Portage happened tonight. We're still looking for that score. Again, call us, Texas 844-770-3776. Would love to hear if you were at that game, if you had friends at that game. Get us that score so we can take a deeper dive and into the entire uh, Badger Small Conference. We turn our we turn our sights to Capital, where Lodi and Edgewood met just outside of the ESPN studios here. Uh, and Edgewood held to apparently just 10 rushing yards. Uh, that that coming to us from 
digital stats, but wow. Lodi, 23, Edgewood, 7. That is a great game. 191 passing yards for Edgewood, but just 10 rushing yards. That's a tough one. You're not going to win a game like that. Lakeside Lutheran, 52 to New Glarus and Monticello's 21. Respectable. Uh, Lake Mills and Bigfoot, another score we're still looking for for that Capital Conference. And then finally, Columbus at Beloit Turner. We had a halftime update come in after our halftime. Columbus was winning at half 40-0. When we look at the Mississippi Valley, Baraboo 15, Lacrosse Central 7 for our final score. And then Sparta 13, Reedsburg in a close one. Reedsburg winning, staying perfect on the season, 20 points so that was 20 to 13 Reedsburg on top and then Jefferson win, getting the doors knocked off of him by the Monroe Cheesemakers 53-15 and McFarlane winning against Delavern Darien 55 to 0 one more shout out to Zimbraconda for nearly 50 years Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding a vehicle that matches your style if you're looking for a new or used Honda visit Zimbraconda in Madison Wisconsin today or head to zimbrickhonda.com to search inventory thank you so much on behalf of the Dean Dennis Semrau Hunter Vaughn Ryan Wollersheim and Alex Gravatt this has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania